Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and today is part three of our top 100 comic book characters. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. Hey, if it is your first time being here, uh, go ahead. I mean, I, I can't blame you for skipping to the top 50. I, I can hard, I can hardly blame you for skipping to the top 50, you know, hundred comic book characters who needs, who needs it, who needs it. We needed it. Uh, so we've got two other episodes covering 100 through 51, uh, broke up into two parts. It's going to be a four part saga. We did it for star Wars. Now we're doing it for comic book characters. Very, very excited. And we're kicking off today with our top 50. It'll be uh, 50 through 26, and next week, the last episode will be the top 25. So, very, very excited, and I'm ready to kick this off whenever you are, buddy. You ready? I'm ready. Let's jump in. All right, let's jump right in. I've got at number 50. I want, you know, we've we've, t- we've discussed how, like, the uh, the milestone numbers, and mm. you kind of want to make a, kind of make them pop a little bit, how you kick off an episode, how you finish an episode. And I'm uh, I'm heading to the Watchmen bag for the only time this episode with 50 mm. in Dr. Manhattan. Okay. Um, wow. Glad he's on your list. He's not on mine, but he, that that's definitely a – I'm glad. Glad he's he's getting mentioned here. Oh, he's – like I think to the uh, – just the original Watchmen graphic novel with uh, – written by Alan Moore, illustrated by Dave Gibbons. And really what what does it for me are illustrations – of Dr. Manhattan in the uh by Dave Gibbons in this book like this shit is incredible. Mm. It just looks too good. You know, like he he pops on a page in a way that not a lot of characters can, you know, he's a naked blue guy and uh <laughs> the overwhelming power of Dr. Manhattan basically a god. I mean, he transcends time. You know, he, he's experiencing everything all at once. It's one of the coolest concepts for a character um, that I can think of. I remember while watching the Watchmen series on HBO, I was just like, man, what what just a cool concept of, uh, of a character in a, in a show. Yeah. And uh, finally learning, you know, how yeah. he came to be and like how we fell in love and everything. Like, oh, like uh, was, was super cool. Um, definitely one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Um, uh, I'd say in my top ten, pretty comfortably. Um, oh yeah, and it's only mm-hmm. one season. Um, yeah, which exactly. Is impact- like, um, it's like, I think it might have broke my top five if I remember correctly mm, when we did I, that episode. But uh, mm. yeah, this this illustration here of him sitting mm. alone on uh, on Mars has become quite the meme. Mm. But it, it it concludes book three of the Watchmen. Uh, original comic run and frankly it's just a really it's a really powerful piece there 
where he's talking about total devastation and uh, how he'd always kind of hoped that the big decision would rest with somebody else. Mm. Mm. But he's totally indifferent at this point, and after that, humanity is in the hands of a higher authority. Mm. Man. And he... Uh, him sitting in his isolation on Mars, completely indifferent to humanity. Uh, just a power, powerful imagery, and it's become quite the meme, but uh, Dr. Manhattan's a real powerful character. So that's why I had to kick it off here with 50. All right. Uh, my 50, um, I'm continuing the DC train from from Poison Ivy. was my 51. Um, but my 50 is Bane. Mm. Um and I think uh, the Bane that I like more, uh, it's not the Dark Knight Rises Bane that I, I really cling to. Um, I really love the Arkham games, and uh, they—I don't know—they don't. I don't think they get talked up, talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the storylines they have, the the cutscenes that they have, um, are just so good. And this portrayal of Bane was was so cool. It's it's the huge, you know, comic book version. He's got tubes everywhere in his body, yeah. pumping in that stuff to him. Um, but not to say that the uh, the Dark Knight Rises Bane was was bad. I mean, I, I still still enjoy that Bane. You know, uh, Tom Hardy's the, pretty. The voice. Pretty. You oh, you the really adopted the dog. <laughs> I was that. born yeah. in it. Iconic. I mean, everyone knows that. Um, and uh, I don't know. I feel you know. Fit, maybe he doesn't really fit the milestone for fifty. Um, but I mean, he's, I he's, know. I um, think he does. I think he does. You know, uh, I, I have him coming up here in a couple spots. Uh, hmm. won't, won't be too big of a gap here between our Banes. Uh, but you know, I think, I think that is kind of a milestone character. He's, he's for my money, probably the most underrated Batman rogue, hmm. uh, in terms of, uh, you know, iconicism, you know, you go to Joker, you go to Two-Face, you go to Penguin, you know, like, uh. These ones are Riddler. Like I feel like you go to all those before you think Bane, and uh, but Bane nevertheless is is an awesome fucking character. And uh, yeah, this episode will be fruitful for uh, Batman villains. Mm. And, oh yeah, uh, a lot of villains in general. This episode uh, mm. be a strong one for me. And uh, a lot of people do- uh, thinking that in in the most recent Batman movie that he injected himself with with you know. It was green, you know, and like it looks like it, but I don't know. I guess I'm kind of still up in the air on that. I'm thinking it's just straight up adrenaline. Um, I, I thought it was straight up adrenaline too, just uh, using it in that moment to get himself. But you know, it kind of fits the bill. Like it, it like could it, be, yeah, it yeah. could be. Um, it, 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 what a, what a cool way to set up the character too. Oh like yeah, a, like, if, I'd like be just willing a, to bet, like Batman's developed this serum to get him hype in moments where he needs to get that upper, but mm. uh, maybe Bane gets his hands on it and it gets altered to a degree and to the mm. point where he abuses it, or maybe it doesn't get altered at all. He just abuses it. And that's, that's how it happens. Hmm. And it, it could make it maybe uh, with their going more of a realistic, um, you know, role, maybe, maybe it is just straight up adrenaline. Like that Bane gets addicted. Maybe it's not like this mysterious, whatever you know whatever maybe it is just adrenaline and he like alters it in some way i can see them going the route of like bane being a substance being like Mm. a substance abuse thing with uh Mm. with that it could be interesting but uh Mm. but uh, i'll keep the uh i'll keep the villain train going but i'm gonna switch to marvel for you Uh, and this is where i have one who i assume is probably your highest ranked villain this is where Uh. i have ultron (laughs) at 49 
Yes, you'll uh, be coming much, much later. <laughs> yeah, not this week for you. I can't imagine. Uh, no, no, nope. yeah, I figured not. <laughs> I, I really do love Ultron, you know. And mm. whenever I think about it, whenever I was crafting this list, I was like, where do I feel comfortable putting him as far as like uh, like ranking just MCU villains? You know, like, uh, is he in mm. the right spot? Did I did I put him below the villains I wanted to put him below? And, uh, you know, it's kind of conflicting. He probably could have rose up this list a little bit. But and as far as villains are concerned, purely from a standpoint of villainy, uh, he's amongst the top tier. But the way that it, he resonates with me, there were a couple of villains that mm. kind of rose to a different height. Mm-hmm. Uh I do oh, I love me see. some Ultron though, and I won't speak on him too much because you know <laughs> you'll you'll have you'll have plenty to say about Ultron. Uh, but love love Age of Ultron, criminally underrated movie, an incredible character introduction there uh, for Ultron. People have been talking about the greatest villain entrances of all time due to like the Riddler popping up at the beginning of the Batman behind uh, the mayor in that mm. moment where it's just like the dark, and uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but. Mm-mm. That that villain introduction with Ultron, where he's the the dismembered bot, where he walks mm. into the room and is like, "I remember, I don't, I like." It's just mm. like like this confusion that he has, and then it like refines into like, oh, "Okay, kill the Avengers." Like mm. that's that's a really strong introduction to that character. So that's why I've got I've got Ultron in, in my top fifty. You know, uh, he he had mm. to be. Uh, there was no doubt about it. Well, thank you for for putting them up there. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely have, have some more to speak on uh, next episode. Um, yeah, I, figured, I figured such. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sticking with uh, DC here, another villain. Uh, this is where my Harvey Dent two-face is. Uh, mm. And uh, seeing him here, maybe a little low. But uh, I, I know I'm looking at the names that are above him. And I don't know, he kind of, I think this is kind of where he, where he does fall. Because the only real role I do think of is the Dark Knight. Um, that that's the two face I know, and it's yeah. it's impeccable. Like it's it's one of the best characters in the movie, in my opinion. Uh, I think like the Batman he takes might a side, be like, the premier character in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, besides the Joker. Like I think their dichotomy is the main focus of that movie is Harvey Dent and Joker, mm-hmm. and it's it's the dichotomy between you know the White Knight and the Dark Knight. It's uh, mm-hmm. uh he Batman could be there with just that one little push. You know, that one little push and he can get there and it shows, you know, why he doesn't kill. Uh, you know, it's like that's it, he doesn't take that step. And, and, and Harvey, that, that balance there where mm-hmm. it's the same, the same action happens to both of them. Mm-hmm. You know, Rachel dies. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that pushes Harvey to the point where he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a lose it. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that makes Bruce go, well, I have to stop this. And like that, that's the, that's the difference. And, uh, and I think it's it's really, really powerful. And I will be getting to Harvey Dent also in this episode. But that's uh one of the larger one of the larger gaps you can have in an episode. Mm. Um mm. interestingly enough. But mm. uh Yeah, so that was your forty nine? Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool. We're kicking it off with some uh heavy hitters there in the villain category. Mm-hmm. I love it. Oh yeah. Uh my forty eight, I'll keep the foot on the gas on the villain side of things. And I've got a Spider Man villain and Vulture. Mm. Um I loved Michael Keaton's Vulture in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and, you know, he's one of the early, early Spider-Man villains in the history of Spider-Man as far as comic books is concerned. But uh, 
bringing him to life as like this working class hero and homecoming was really, really strong. I loved it. How he felt smited by the rich and the powerful and was like, you know what? We're going to take back from them and we're going to, we're going to use it for ourselves and, uh, mm. uh, gain, gain power on a smaller level. And, uh, I really, really enjoyed it, you know, and, uh, mm-hmm. I look forward to any future with Michael Keaton's vulture we could possibly have in the MCU. And I think there definitely is a future with Michael Keaton's Joker, uh, Joker, Michael Keaton's vulture <laughs> and the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's just, uh, and frankly, an amazing actor. So it'll be, uh, it'll be pretty Poor cool Peter. to see. <laughs> All of his villains usually end up being someone's father, you know, that's close to him. Um, yeah. and, and it just, uh, I don't know, a twist in the movie that, that even though it happens all the time in Spidey villains, I wasn't expecting. Like, uh, whenever, no, when like, he opens, find, yeah. like, when you see that for the first time, you're like, oh shit. I remember <laughs> watching it and being like, what, like, I don't know that there is a more effective, subtle twist in the MCU. You mm. know, like, uh, in terms of like, not not grand, you know, like it's not like mm-hmm. a oh massive betrayal on a level we hadn't seen before, but like just a little like he opens the door, there's like a little musical flare and then silence. It's like mm. and you see Michael Keaton and you're like, Oh shit. Mm. Uh that's you that, see Yeah, oh man, what a I was I was just really, really strong, you know, and that last fight they have where Peter's mm. ultimately trying to like I'm trying to save you. Like, I'm not fighting you anymore. Like, you're going to die. You're going to blow up if you keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, he's, he's too, he's too far gone at that point. And, uh, you know, he does live, which is good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Spidey does win and save his life, which is also good. And, uh, you know, one of the first, one of three endings where he becomes Spider-Man at the end of movie, of the end of the movie. So, uh, hmm feel like they kind of went back to the bag a couple times there for the endings there. They're like, ah, now he's Spider-Man. Mm. Ah, now <laughs> he's Spider-Man. Oh. oh, now he's Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm. But this was a good first step in that in that trajectory for Spider-Man's arc and Vulture's mm. integral in it. So I really like him. Yeah. Glad he made the list. Uh, he didn't make mine. I guess he probably should have. Uh, I, I would have put him probably a little lower. I, I need to watch, re-watch Homecoming. Um, I think it is it is underrated for uh, for what it is. Everyone's going to cling to No Way Home, obviously, as as the Spidey movie, and I think it's going to be forgotten a little bit. So, I don't know, definitely a deserving spot for for Vulture. Mm. Yeah, continuing on, my forty eight. This is where I have Nebula. Ah, nice. Um, and I think the the reason I like her so much. I mean, obviously, I love the Guardians, uh, the movies a whole lot, and. Uh, her just being involved in that crew in, in a little way is awesome. Uh, her and Tony, you know, just being alone for a while and then playing like, you know, with the paper football or whatever. And like, um, and, I don't know. there's like this really like subtle character moment during that, uh, where mm. if she loses historically, it's replacing a body part for her. So yeah. when, when she wins and Tony's like, congratulations, you won. She's like, she like, she like looks confused and like doesn't know how to handle herself and is like, mm. okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. And like they're eating food or whatever. It's like the last of their rations. And like she like, you know, just here you go, Tony. You know, like, yeah. like I just, oh, it's just so cute between them. She's like, um, my stomach's mechanical. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, I mean, her, yeah, that whole storyline between her and Gamora, 
uh, and Thanos that, you know, just devastating scene that her being the one to let Thanos know that he won in order to travel into the future, you know, to go back was, was a, a cool way to connect those dots, you know, uh, to make Thanos know he was inevitable. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I think Nebula is just a cool concept of a character. Um, the design of her is amazing. Uh, just, you know, colorful character. Um, and, hey, cha-cha. Uh, what if mm. Nebula? It's pretty strong. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I kind of felt like I, she was a little high, you know, after after saying like Harvey Dent and Bane and Poison Ivy. But I don't know. I like uh, yeah, the more I, I think, think of that... Nebula, the more the more her character like stands out and uh I don't know. I do. I do love Nebula. I, 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 I never. She was, she was criminally low on my list. I think I should have. I think I should have given her a little bump. She came in the nineties mm. for me, but uh, mm. she should have been higher. She's a strong MCU character, to be sure. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a good. That's a good forty-eight. Uh, my forty-seven. This is where I have Agatha Harkness, mm. as portrayed by Catherine Hahn. Uh, I lo- I love Agatha. You know, I I can WandaVision specifically holds like a really special spot in my heart so the characters in wandavision it's reflected as such you know what i'm saying uh mm-hmm. regardless of only having a lit like not a ton of screen time under her belt certainly less than your like certainly less than nebula at this point you know what i'm saying uh but the future of agatha harkness is something that i look forward to greatly uh the mm-hmm. i mean it's been agatha all along i don't know that there was a more iconic moment in that took the world by storm that yeah, song was, was everywhere. Yeah, um, there was only one, mm-hmm. only one moment in pop culture that I'd argue in 2021 was larger, and it was the fact that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield were all in the all in Fair. the same. As far as the, as far as Marvel's concerned, like mm-hmm. uh, I'd say it's been Agatha all along was second to that. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a that was a big fucking moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, with with her, you get the. The uh, Mephisto, you know, little yeah. cockroach fly things. You know, you you have the. Uh, I don't know. So many. There, there's so much that is left unanswered. And, and just because it wasn't confirmed at the end of the Wandavision doesn't mean it's nothing. Mm-hmm. One so, day, you know, it took ten years to get Thanos. That's true. Oh yeah, and the. Uh, I don't know. I'm def. I, I'm definitely just um, excited to see what the future of Agatha is if she uh, like if she will slowly take over, like if, if like she can get out of, you know, like what Wanda has done to her, if she's powerful enough to do that. Um, I, I strongly suspect that amidst our multiverse of madness dealings with Wanda, that she re- returns to Westview and, and, and enlists mm. Agatha in some way mm. or, or seeks her help in some capacity. The way I was thinking um, about it was that maybe Wanda, like they're going to be traveling through the multiverse. And maybe when she leaves that universe, the thing she has over everyone in that universe is gone because she mm. is no longer there. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how you know her powers work. If it just once she puts it in a person, if it stays for however long she wants until she takes it off, I don't know. But I was thinking like uh, it'd be a slow burn like over time. Mm. It'd be a, a consequence you wouldn't really think about. Um, but then Agatha pops up some way, you know, and being like, oh, yeah, ever since you left this universe, I have, you know, I, I've gotten back my control. I've, you know, everything uh, and, yes. and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know. It, it, this it, It's the movie that we have no idea where we're going. Um, and I'm I'm ready to just be strapped in. But uh, that's definitely, uh, I don't know, a good, a good, uh, 
good pick there, um, Agatha. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. But uh, moving on to my 47, this is where I have a Killmonger. Ah, and yes. uh, ah, just what a like well-written uh, character. What if to, and, you know, in Black Panther. Um, it just so much story is packed into Black Panther. And Killmonger's is, uh, I don't know, one of, one of my favorite parts of the movie. Um, just one of the strongest MCU villains, period. Oh, period. Yeah, his yeah. design, uh, all those little, I don't know what you call them, pips on his body, you know, that he, that he yeah, puts for every I mean, kill. little scars. Yeah. Like, that's... Um, it's just so cool. And, uh, and you know, he's... Uh, you can get behind him a little bit. You know, even though he's he's kind of going about opening up Wakanda the wrong I mean, he's, way. But he's, he's an extremist. You know, yeah. like, he... The ideals he is fighting for, you can understand. Mm. It's the it's the methodology in which he plans to implement his ideas that become a little like, oh no, that's that's where we're getting a little bit uh, harmful to the world as mm. a whole. And I mean, um, it makes it makes sense to where he came from. You know, he he was kind of you know put to the side, and you know he's um, oh, and I mean like betrayed by Wakanda. Mm, mm-hmm. Like it makes sense for him to be like they're clearly doing shit wrong. And he's you know, like very a, calculated. I think yeah. that's that's why I have him have him up uh, pretty high up here is that he's he's very calculated. And then in what if, um, seeing how calculated he is there, um, you that, know, is, is amazing. I think that gives us an even greater insight to how he goes about doing the things he does. Like it's mm. like a, everything's a really meticulous and thought out decision. It's nothing. Nothing's just being strung about. You know what I'm saying? It's. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's mm. doing, and he knows far in advance. Mm. And if he sees an opportunity to advance his plans, he'll take it. Oh, um, yeah. Such as going for six <laughs> Infinity Stones. Oh, but that was just Doctor Strange and the Watcher's plan all along. You know, they yeah. just needed the stones to be separated so they could... Mm. But, ah, uh, oh, man. Yeah, Killmonger, uh, I don't know. Just, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, kind of... You know, he's middle of the road here in the list, and I think that's kind of where... Um, where he lies, but I, I don't know if, if we have any future plans with Killmonger, I'm not sure. Um, you know, he is dead now, um, you know, in the MCU, but, but if, what if, if they decide to bring him back, in any, um, I, yeah. I think, I think we're a shoe in to get Killmonger back. And Michael B. Jordan, yeah. like such a, such a great actor to, to same with like Ulysses so. Claw, like mm. the guy he killed in Black Panther. Mm. I'd be willing to bet we get Andy Serkis's character back in here. Because it's Andy Circus, and how are you just going to let that guy go after kit? Like, I mean, I know he was an Ultron, but mm. you're going to kill him off halfway through Black Panther? Come on, it's Andy Circus. Get that man back in here. That that's mm. a fantastic actor. But uh, yeah, Killmonger, he'll be popping up later in this episode for me as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, good one, good one. Forty six for mm. me. This is where I have been. Just mm. a couple of a uh, couple of spots separating the. Separating the characters, you know, last night I actually revisited uh, Batman and Robin from 1997 mm-hmm. with George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. And uh, that's got a fun, sl- like, it's campy, it's stupid, it's dumb, but it's got a fun slate of villains, you know. Uh, you got Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, and Bane all in the mix in, Ma- in Batman and Robin. And uh, mm. I got to watch some of the older Batman stuff, man. I got... Uh. I gotta well, just. They took it off HBO Max. I had to go. Oh. I had to go to Vintage Stock and buy the DVDs. Dang. Uh, huh. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, you yeah. know, and hmm. I think uh, that movie more than uh, more than any other takes after the 1966 
series and is campy and is dumb and is fun on purpose. Like people like to go, that's the worst Batman movie. And it's like, it so obviously is to the point where it's like, you can't be this campy. You can't be this dumb and stupid without trying to be that campy, dumb and stupid. Like, Hmm. I think they definitely executed on exactly what they wanted to. And it's just a, it's an all right movie, but it's fun as hell. And uh, Bane's a pretty fun part of it. Uh, he's he's very unintelligible in it. Uh, he he gets the venom and is pretty much from there on just a mm-hmm. not not a lot of uh, not a lot of articulate thought. Uh, mostly just rage monster. Um, that's one of the adaptations that actually has him in the uh, in the uh, luchador mask. Mm. Oh uh, oh yeah, which is uh. People like if there's any gripe that I understand with the Dark Knight Rises, it's that Bane's a white guy, which is not technically how Bane's supposed to be portrayed. He's definitely a definitely in a, a Mexican man. Mm. Uh, so like uh, I can get I can get behind that gripe and I can also get behind the idea mm. that it's a little lacklusterly written on uh, mm. that movie. Um, no one but... cared before I put on the mask. <laughs> um, but ah, yeah, what a he is what just such a, a cool character, man. Like what a I don't know. Batman oh, villains, for... Batman and Spidey villains are just like oh. yeah, and that's where I'm. Oh. I've got a lot of those here uh, mm. this this episode. But uh, yep. So that's where I got Bane at forty six. All right. Well, my forty six. I'm sticking with the uh, the Black Panther vein. Uh, this is where I have Shuri. Mm, um, cool, cool, cool. and uh you know love me the uh the smart brainiac characters and shuri probably one of the smartest humans on earth if not the smartest um pretty fucking intelligent um you know having wakanda and her being the you know lead of science or i, I what I, I forgot what her position was or, or like what uh oh yeah you will be what, the you know, uh the ambassador of hmm, something yeah. like a science and development or hmm. like a Something like that, you know. She's she's in charge of R and D essentially, and uh, I don't just her. Uh, whenever they get a uh, vision in there, and they're like, "Yo, we need this stone out of here." We, you know, we and she's like, "Why did you do it this way? This is so convoluted. You could have done this such easier." And like, this is gonna be so hard for me to get it out, but whatever, I'll start. And you know, you just see her tinkering away. Yeah, um, sneakers. You know, uh, like I don't know, just such. Yeah, she has a lot of uh, amazing moments, and uh, I just love anything science, anything Brainiac, and uh, can't wait to see the future um, of Shuri. Oh yeah, uh, it it seems bright. It mm. seems bright to be sure. Um, To be Shuri. Wow! Wow! What a good one. (laughs) Uh, But uh. That's a good one. That's uh, for forty six. You got Shuri. I can uh, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. At my forty five, I've got a bat- another Batman villain back to back here, and more specifically, the Batman villain. I've got not so much a villain in that movie, but Ozzy Cobblepot. Mm. Hi, I'm Ozzy. <laughs> and far and away, my favorite portrayal of Penguin is is the Batman with uh, Colin Farrell. Um, whenever he's like a man. Guess you really everything they said. <laughs> Guess we both are. Mm. Uh, whenever he's Batman's holding him up to the window and he's like, uh, he's like, do you know my reputation? Mm. He's like, yeah, I do. Do, do you? you? Mm. Like, I'll yeah. beat the shit out of you right now and I know you won't do a fucking thing about it. Um, mm. Mm. 
you you goddamn rat. Like, there's just so many great moments from Ozzy Cobblepot and the Batman. And frankly, like, big it makes man, me now, huh? Oz, you a big man. Maybe yeah, I am. Maybe I am. Yeah. Maybe I am. <laughs> mm. And uh, oh. you motherfucker, I ought to fucking shoot your ass. <laughs> I can't wait to see uh, El Rata. El Rata, it says that. <laughs> am I the only one who knows Spanish around here? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Pablo Espanol, fellas. <laughs> um, it's la. And La Rata. He's getting a spinoff, right? Like he's yes, like yes, confirmed he be for the subject spin-off. of so, a perfect. Oh my god, that is just so perfect. Um, oh, dude, I love it so much. And you know, I've uh, I've been going back and on on Tubi TV. It's uh, mm. one of the streaming places you can watch stuff now. Uh, they have Batman sixty six, the original Adam West Batman series. Uh, and it's incredibly dumb, incredibly campy, incredibly serial. Like it's like mm. definitely not to be taken incredibly seriously. Uh, their portrayal of Penguin is hilarious because he's a uh, someone does a crime with umbrellas, and they're like, "Well, it can only be one man. Mm. There's only one man who does the umbrella thing, <laughs> and it's Ozzy. It's Oswald the Cobblepot." Mm. Um, and I mean, I uh, the Gotham TV show, the the portrayal of of Penguin there. Um, he has like this walk to him little waddle you know mm-hmm. like the penguin and and he's kind of more of a a, a smaller um uh, fragile like character mm-hmm. but then he 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 build you know he he builds in and and no one's afraid of him at first but then after he does you know what what the penguin does everyone starts to fear him and uh i don't know it's just a super interesting portrayal in gotham but uh, I, I can't wait for that spinoff series um, i mean how do we, how do we talk about penguin without mentioning danny devito True, uh, starring the true goat Michael Keaton, the true goat penguin. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a pretty iconic one. But uh, yeah, Colin Farrell's Ozzy Cobblepot, him being portrayed as this Italian mobster, that's the that was the move. You know, I'm shocked it hasn't been done. You know, like that's a we hi, I'm Ozzy. It was just perfect. You know, uh, so yeah, I've got Oswald Cobblepot here at 45. Hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, I think is this my first? No, I had I had an X Men before, um, but I'm getting into a little uh, some X Men uh, starting up here. This is where I, I kind of start off a kick. Uh, but my 45 is uh, this is where I have Cyclops, mm, um, cool. and uh, I think Cyclops was uh, he ri- he rose for me uh, after like deep diving into Jean Grey um, and Phoenix and like their whole love story um, was amazing. And uh, I don't know the 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 struggle uh, that that Scott has, you know, I think it's just a, a super cool concept of a uh, for a character, and he's kind of you know a leader um, of the X Men, you know, sometimes. And I don't know, just uh, as I'm getting more into X Men, um, he's becoming more and more. Um, he's rising up more and more, and uh, I don't know. I'm still pretty new to the X Men and everything, but uh, I'm, him be, being up at 45, um, I think, shows a uh, just the strength of of X Men, even though. You know the movies aren't held in in super high esteem, whatever. But character wise, you know, um, but there's a lot of character there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of exciting mm-hmm. exciting stuff on the character side of things there. And Scott Summers is no exception. You know, Cyclops is a uh, an electric character in terms of on screen. It can potentially be one of the coolest power sets you can watch unfold mm. uh, if if executed properly. And you know, I my my defining version of Scott Summers will always be the animated series. Uh, the OG animated series. Uh, that's uh, that's my shit right there. 
But yeah, that's a good that's a good one. You know, I had him I had him pretty low as he was always one of my fa- he was always one of my least favorite members of the X Men. Mm. But I've spoke on that before. I had this Wolverine bias, and they had. You know, you said the more you got into the Jean Grey thing, the more you were like, ah, I like Scott. The more mm. I got into the Jean Grey thing, I'm like, fuck Scott. All my homies hate Scott. Mm. Um. <laughs> I think the thing I remember the most um, is Jean is like full Phoenixed out and like she's she's kind of gone off for a while. But then she comes back and they have this moment alone, like on top of the super tall mountain. And Jean is like, I'm taking I'm like she starts to take off scott's glasses and she's like he's like no what are you doing and he's like i can stop this from happening you know i can i can mentally block it so that you can see me like with your true eyes see me through your eyes you know and it was just such a i'm a hopeless romantic uh at heart so uh, it was just a a super cute moment um and i don't know i guess the only x-men i have below him are nightcrawler rogue and storm um i'm Mm. looking down below i think um and I, I think that that makes sense. I think if one were to to rise higher, it would be Rogue. Um, and that's it's after just watching the uh, X Men animated series. I think Rogue. That's like that's where Rogue out of the Southern Belle um, vibe she has. I don't know. I love. Uh, I think if one character were to rise above Scott, it would be Rogue. But uh, I don't know. I think I think so, seeing where he falls amongst the other X Men, I think this is about right for me. So yeah. My cool, 45. Cool. Yeah, I'll I'll go on a little bit of an X Men kick here towards uh towards the end of this episode a little bit, mm. but uh just a few of them. But uh yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. Uh am I forty four? This is where I have Wenwu, mm. the villain in Shang Chi. Uh was ultim- ultimately became one of my favorite MCU villains, uh upon upon the viewing of that movie. You know, he uh his romantic nature that ultimately mm. like uh the dance that they had the fight <sighs> i call it a, i call it more of a dance oh uh, yeah it, it looks it looks a lot more like a dance you oh, know it's uh what a fight like that that's a that's a fight scene i remember watching that for the first time in theaters and being nearly moved to tears like yeah. i was like oh my god this is beautiful mm. uh a fight and... scene with purpose you know there's it's not just fighting to fight there was there was a whole purpose behind that like they're falling in love. I mean, it, oh, like that's you immediately knew. Like it was, ah, I don't know, such a beautiful that moment. moment where he's sitting at his desk and he like looks over the couch and he can envision him and uh, him and his wife sitting there with Shang Chi and Jialing and like he can remember that and it's just so far out of reach. But she's calling to him. He knows he's going to get her back and like oh. and the whole thing taking advantage of him and like him not actually. Like he is a villain, obviously, but like there's this there's this manipulation of Wenwu that mm. makes it so that it's like ah, damn, you it's don't not put him up there with like a Thanos or you know uh, no. anything he's not like nearly that, as but... bad. Like like even mm. even a villain like that, which is understandable and stuff like that, like to a degree, is still ten times more evil. It feels like than Wenwu, and uh, you know obviously that's Wenwu post meeting his wife. Wenwu did have the Ten Rings for thousands of years ravaging and pillaging and true destroying civilizations and stuff so like think there's any eternals connection there it feels very yeah yeah um it feels very eternals-esque um and just him being around for that long i i would assume they had some i I don't know i guess they they only involved the 10 rings were all around the world all over the place 
and he was alive a long fucking time. I don't know. It feels almost inevitable that they crossed paths at some point in mm. some capacity. And at the uh, Mandarin, you know, just being like, um, like people have tried to take my name over the years, you know, and like learning that the Mandarin was just like, a, you know, I don't know. It was, was I don't, uh, Shang-Chi. Um, it, it, he's a, I don't know. It's interesting that you, you have Wenwu here. Um, because in a, in a couple spots, I have another Shang-Chi character coming up that might be a little low for you. Um, but mm. I, I, uh, I'm more of, you know, we've only gotten one movie, you know, so far. Right. Right. And I, the, I don't, I don't want to. You want the, yeah. But I mean, it, it goes to show how, how strong that movie is, though. Um, it's oh, a movie certainly. that is, that is like infinitely rewatchable. Um, and I, I always come back to it, and ever since it's been on Disney Plus, it's just been a comfort movie. Um, so uh, definitely, uh, Winwoo didn't make my list, but I'm definitely glad you uh, you brought him in, and uh, we could, we could talk about him. Very glad I did too. Uh, my 44. Uh, this is where I have Beast, and uh, I, he's I don't know. Beast is becoming a favorite of mine out of the X Men, uh, especially after watching the. Uh, the animated series. He's always like a, a calm mind, level head. Um, and uh, he's always, I don't know, very meticulous. And I don't know, I just, his character's super cool, how he um, embraces, you know, the Beast after a while. Uh, the, the whole Mystique um, and Beast storyline that, that they have there of, uh, you know, finally embracing themselves and, and being truly who they are, even though at first they were trying to, you know, cure it and that, make it go away forever. But then mm, it, it ended yes. up bringing out their, their true selves. Um I don't know, just a, another beautiful storyline. Um, and the more that I, I'm getting into X-Men, the more the more Beast is is climbing. Um, but another Brainiac character, you know, I got, you know, got a got a soft spot for those. Um, but yeah, not 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 too much to say on Beast, I guess. But uh, he, he edges out Cyclops, you know, he, he is above hmm. Cyclops. So and I think uh, the gap will, will grow as uh, as I experience more X-Men. But uh, yeah, I think the gap that I have between Cyclops and Beast is nearly 70 or might be <laughs> over 70. So like, uh, mm. yeah, like I'll get to Beast this episode, but I think he is the second highest X-Men mm. I have. Uh, so like definitely, definitely one of my favorite in the, uh, in the, in that group, you know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'll get, I'll get there eventually. Beast, one of the, just, uh, oh my stars and garters. Mm. He's got this whole, like, uh, He's just a level head. He's the cool dude who uh, who's there to there to ride, you know. And him getting, I I, I don't fuck with his characterizations some so much in the in the modern X Men mm. to a degree. There's some there's some things that he does where I'm like, I don't know, that just doesn't feel right. Uh, but for the most part, they kind of nail it on screen. Mm. Uh, mm. Especially tinker. the way the beast looks mm. and the like, the more feline cat like thing they've got going on in the modern X Men. I really like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'll get I'll get to more some more beast later on in this episode. Um, but with that, my forty three, this is where I have Eric Killmonger. Mm. Uh, not too much higher than yours, you know. I thought he was uh, fresh off of Black Panther. I'd have told you there probably has never been a better move superhero movie villain. And since I've my head's cooled a little bit on Black Panther over the years. You know, I still love it with all my heart, but, you know, recency bias doesn't come into effect so much anymore. Mm. And uh, he's still amongst the best, though, you know, as far as the MCU is concerned. And uh, 
Is this your king? Mm. Like that's a that's a an electric thing, and you know, like I uh, I'm not people like love Michael B. Jordan. I'm not huge on his acting ability. I think he's all. I think he's pretty good. Like he's good enough to get the mm. job done. But I think, uh, and th- that's for me his best scene mm. is whenever he is beating T'Challa down and is like, "Is this your king?" Mm. Like I don't think he he does it as good as any other a- any other time. What an un- like unexpected part of that movie too. Like whenever he throws him off the I water, was like, I was because I was like, "Ain't no way, right? Ain't no way he's dead, dead." And then he throws him off a waterfall, and I'm like. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. And it, I think it's hilarious. Like the soundtrack, the album of Black Panther. Like, it, yeah, like it, we, we could have had like the whole movie spoiled for us if we just paid attention a little closer. But, uh, oh, hell, King Killmonger. <laughs> red light, green light, red light, green light, fast cars. But, ah, uh, yeah, definitely a, uh, a strong villain in the MCU. And, and definitely one that, like, uh, comics-wise, I've really, really loved getting to know. Mm-hmm. You know, Tanasi Coates has been been writing a, a Black Panther run or wrote a Black Panther run recently where it's, like, the intergalactic empire of Wakanda. And Killmonger is the emperor. Mm-hmm. Like, he he rules Wakanda on an intergalactic scale. Okay, damn. Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, the character design they've got there. Uh, I'll have to find those find some images of that and send it to you because it is fucking cool. Mm. Uh, we've also, me and Tavares have also covered a few issues of that here on the podcast. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Killmonger, just a super fucking cool, super cool ki- character. And uh, yeah, so I've got, that's where I got Killmonger. Uh, my 42 coming back to the guardians crew. Uh, this is where, um, did you or skip 43, 43? Sorry, 43 yeah, yeah, yeah. still in the guardians crew. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is where I have Drax. Um, and uh, out of the Guardians crew, you know, there, there's not much, you know, that Drax really has other than, you know, Thanos killed his family and, uh, you, you know, all of, you know, everyone was wiped out and he has this, this, uh, revenge arc for, for, uh, for Thanos. Um, but, but I think the, the part that I, um, latch onto more of Drax is, uh, him and Mantis. Um, their mm. their storylines um together. I I think that's like they have some of the the best moments. And and you know he's a, a a comic relief character. You know standing so still that you know that I'm invisible. You know to the naked eye or whatever. You know he just has a lot of just iconic you know just funny moments. Um and for character design, he just looks so cool. Uh, the two daggers. You know um him like um in the in in game. Where you just see him like, ah, like you're just going crazy, you know, with his daggers <laughs> or whatever. Um, but, but yeah, um, out of the Guardians crew. I must know. cut the beast from within. Mm. But, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's a, I don't know, I love, I love me some Drax, you know, Batista. What are those? Anulax batteries. Harbulary batteries. <laughs> that is not at all what I just said. Like, <laughs> I fucking love that shit, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I lo- love me some drag. She just revealed your deepest and darkest secrets. <laughs> do me, do me. Mm. <laughs> and Mantis, what a yeah. fucking funny guy. Whenever Mantis just touches Drax for the first time mm. and just instantly, like instantly, feels all that pain. Uh, uh. God, that's um, really just one of those moments that you're just like, ah, uh, James Gunn knows what to do with a character, huh? Mm-hmm. 
But uh, yeah, that was my 43. I have drafts. All right. All right. 42 for me. I'm going to go back to the WandaVision bag. You had her quite a bit earlier. This is where I've got Monica Rambeau. Mm. Uh, I remember we we had a similar discussion uh, last time where it was, uh, you know, you like the longevity of the character. The more you can get them, the more you're, the higher they're going to rise. And uh, this one, we're only at the beginning for Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. and she's already climbed to the top 50 for me. Uh, super badass origin within WandaVision. You know, I think... Uh, you see the good in Monica Rambeau through and through. There's no questions about it. She want like she wants what's best, and mm. I love a character that is just good. You know, there's there's not mm. there's not a lot of questions about the motive here. Like uh, oh, like even even to a guy like Doctor Strange, you know, we know he's a hero, but we're like he'll he'll be selfish every once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. I don't have that worry with Monica Rambeau. Like uh, that's gonna be a good good. That's gonna be a good guy. And it's it's pretty much guaranteed. And uh, her origin story where, like, all the – when she's walking through the wall and you see all the different versions of her and then they all come together. She's hearing, uh, uh, can I go with you? And you hear Nick you hear Nick Fury, only if you learn to glow like your Aunt Carol. And, uh, like, damn. Like, when I heard mm. that, like, that gives me chills every time. That connection watch, is so bro. cool. The connection. Ah, uh, I, I am super excited of the future of Monica Rambeau. And, yes, you know. Was lower my list just because of that reason uh, that we don't really have much of her, but of what we do have of her um, is super cool. Um, and maybe the start of like an X gene who like, who know like what, like what really happened there. Uh, we haven't yeah, like right. gotten the full explanation, um, but her power set is just super cool. And uh, I can't wait to, to see uh, what happens with her. And I hope she, she is in for the long haul. I hope like she is just part of the new team like for a long time. Um, I think she'll fit in, fit in super well. I think um, so too. So yeah. I think so too. And uh, yeah, that's why I've got Monica Rambo. She's just, uh, there's just so much to look forward to there. Uh, my 42, uh, it only felt fitting uh, after Drax to put Mantis. Um, because nice. that, that's why I love these characters um, is the interactions that they have together. Um, so, you know, and I, I already uh, pretty much, said why you know the the moment that that drax and mantis have together um is is super strong but uh you know Mantis you don't have to believe in yourself because mm. i believe in you uh, and, she's uh, so she innocently does. like she's just so innocent um i'm trying to smile mm. <laughs> i've heard it is comforting i mean hey she held thanos asleep with a full gauntlet on i don't know if the gauntlet helps um him stay awake or him fight that but uh impressive that he that that she did that you know uh, yeah you know i gotta i gotta go like lot like if if we're getting real down to like the logic of it that you know you start to lose some steam because she put ego to sleep true pretty like and didn't have to stay there didn't have to hold on just sleep Damn. or no she did have to stay there because she was like he's he's too strong like we mm. only have a little bit of time you know but you know, she seemed to have a tougher time with Thanos than she did with Ego, the planet. Um, so, like, um, you know, and I get it. You know, the varying. Well, if she if she could just keep him asleep, then they just slip the gauntlet off and it's over. You know, like, uh, so, I mean, obviously they couldn't really have Thanos lose right then and there. Um, if they just whatever, but uh, I, I would assume the gauntlet probably helped him in, in some way. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess you know, it was I, it's like obviously him, not though. an actual gripe. I don't mind, you but, know. Yeah, like I'm not yeah. like, Ur, continuity yeah. ruin. No, mm-hmm. like I get it. It's it's comic book storytelling. Powers are in flux based on who you're facing and what mm-hmm. needs to happen. It's it's the only way storytelling is good is if mm-hmm. the guaranteed thing doesn't have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Mantis, she's a she's a fun one, man, and uh, I look forward to anything we can get with her going forward because. Uh, I don't know. She seems she seems like she's one that's safe. You know, like I'm never like mm, they're not going to like kill Mantis. You know what I'm saying? And if they do, it's like, what the fuck? Why? Assholes. Mm. Like, mm. it's just it's just mean if they kill off Mantis. Uh, mm. So, like, she's one that I'm like, you know what? She'll be around for a little bit for a while anyway. You know, like uh, mm. so I look forward to whatever we can get with Mantis in the future. That'll be fun. Mm. Oh, yeah. Forty two. All right, my 41. This is where I have Oliver Queen, the Green Arrow. Ooh, okay. Um, Yeah, heading back into the DC bag just for a little bit. We'll be back to Marvel for the next few spots, but uh, got slipped in a DC one here. And this is, uh, you know, I I haven't read a ton of Green Arrow. I've read a little bit. I've only just started really getting into DC Universe comics outside of Superman and Batman uh, because I just got uh, DC Universe Infinite, so I've been diving in real hard. I, uh, and Green Arrow, I'm only just getting my feet wet with. But you, as far as superhero TV is concerned, this was my first one, mm-hmm. was Arrow mm. with Oliver Queen. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was a really good starting spot. Like, if if you're brand new to superhero storytelling, those CW shows, while not great to people who are well-versed in superhero storytelling, mm. are really good for first-time viewers. Mm. Uh, like, The Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, all of these. Super fun. So fucking fun. You know what I'm saying? And those first couple seasons of Arrow are, like, dramatic and really, really well done. Uh, mm. I and think... Malcolm Merlin and uh, Deathstroke and... Mm. Mm. All uh, Raz Al Ghul, I think, is season three. Mm-hmm. Like they go on a str- and then Damian Dark in season four. Like it's a strong run of villains that Arrow has to face, and they they hype this man up to the point where you think this guy is probably one of the best superheroes you've ever seen. Mm. Um, yeah, he's. I don't know. The show um, was super was just super good. The only thing I had was whenever all the other shows started to get connected with it. And you had to watch all of those and like, stuff. Um, it's kind of like, you know, Daredevil with uh, The Defender. You know, all, all those. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the, the comparison I make with Marvel, like Arrow is like the Daredevil. Not to the, the height that Daredevil is. But uh, I watched Daredevil and then when it started to get all connected and stuff is like wherever it started, you know, get, get convoluted or whatever. But um, I don't know. The first, the first couple seasons of Arrow, I remember like I, I binged that show hard. Like I could oh. not put it down uh, once I started watching, and uh, mm, I'm definitely glad uh, he made the list. I, I forgot to put him up here, but he definitely deserves it um, in my oh, in yeah. my top 100. So, oh yeah, definitely glad he's up there. Such like one of the all time TV badasses mm. too. Like uh, and I, like I've said, I'm not incredibly well versed with the character outside of this TV show, mm. but I can say confidently amongst TV shows I've watched, as far as badass protagonists go. Oliver Queen is probably top five. Like he's 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 up there with like Sherlock and like uh 
guys like that where it's like, holy shit, that was really fucking cool. Like, how I mean, did he do that? Look at him compared to Hawkeye, you know? This is right. like a way fucking cooler Hawkeye. Like, there's there's no comparison between him and Hawkeye, I don't think. It's pretty obvious. Uh, I'm going with Oliver Queen. I'm picking the picking out of those oh, yeah, two. 100%. But, uh, hmm. I'm de- okay, definitely glad uh, you mentioned him. But uh, my 41, uh, this could be a pretty sizable gap, I feel. But this is where Shang-Chi lies for me. Um, and it is kind of, you know, of the recency thing again. Um, but I mean, he, the future is very bright for Shang-Chi. I'm, I'm pretty certain. Um, I, I hope he's a pivotal role. You know, Wong took him. So there's, there's obviously something going on there. Uh, he's, he's going to be, um, involved and very important. Um, and what we've gotten of him has been, been a, just incredible so far. That one of, one of the best solo movies that there is in Marvel. Um, mm. so, uh, it, I, I, I'm feeling he, he's climbing into the top 25 comfortably after we get something else of him, and I, I can get more connected to him. But, uh, oh, yeah. I, I get you there. I get you. And I'd, I'd be willing to bet it's a smaller gap than you think. It's a smaller gap than you think. I guess uh, we're getting to the the big, big names. You know, like once like yeah, – like we We're get, getting to a yeah. point where, like – I mean, top 25, I love all these characters. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. – I really, really enjoy those. So, like, we're getting to the point even now where it's like top forty. This is strong. This is like you got to be, you got to be up there to be up there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. But yeah, Shang Chi, really strong character, and I will get to him uh, later this episode. Actually, mm. um, yeah, okay. he's a he's a strong one, and I'll I'll, I'll get more to that later. What why why he doesn't break the top twenty five for me as well? Mm. But uh. Yeah, with that, I'll go to my 40. This is where I have Nick Fury, uh, as portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson. You know, uh, there, it was just, a just one that I felt like I had to have somewhere because I love Samuel L. Jackson mm. and I've loved him in the MCU. And, uh, he, he had to be here. He just, he just had to be here. And, uh, obviously not one we've gotten a ton of an arc with. Mostly just a guy that we've seen be cool. I don't know. Uh, we got some scroll. I, we, I think we got a lot of interesting stuff coming up with Nick Fury. That's my um, thing, is that we are about to get to the heart of the story for Nick Fury. And he's uh, already mostly, been badass. Like, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of him and Captain Marvel um, is one of my favorites of, of Nick Fury. Um, I got him. Oh, it's, it's That's easily my favorite Nick Fury hmm. appearance, appearance is, is Captain Marvel. Uh you know, oh yes, wait a minute, Mister Postman. I love him singing there at the end to, to Carol. Like a, mm. they're they're a really cool d- duo, you know. And uh, whenever cuts his Peter's, toast diagonally, and then you know, I, oh yeah, I can't I can't have toast if it's not cut down diagonally. And at the end of the movie, isn't it cut in half, like straight up and down, or is oh, it is it diagonally? Is. I think like I don't know. There might be know. a little. I think that's why they put that in the movie to show that like at that moment that is scroll Nick Fury. I think. Ah. Um, I can't remember if it was diagonally or not, um, at the end of the movie, but I do remember he ate toast at the end whenever they're all in the house, um, gotcha, together. I, gotcha. I'm, I, I have to look that up now. Well, I, I mean, I, uh, there were scrolls in the house with them at that point though. So, uh, mm. so maybe not at that point, but, uh, no, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how long Nick Fury is. Well, you know, they do say in no way home. He's been off planet for a year. So 
it probably is a relatively recent development whenever we see and far from home and far from home is the second one I go to. I go Captain Marvel, then far from home for Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, Cause his, his, his role in far from home is fun as fuck wherever, uh, you know, uh, he's sitting in the room with the, with the, <laughs> the darts that he shoots into Ned. And then, uh, like everyone keeps coming to the door and he's like, if someone else knocks on that door, we're going to have another funeral to go to. Mm. Um, <laughs> mm. And uh, I, I was wrong. The toast thing that I was thinking of, it's an age of Ultron that he's eating um, a sandwich that is cut diagonally. Um, ah. So I, I, yeah, I mixed some things around. So it's just, that is him back there. In age they're maintaining of it. Yeah. yeah they, they, like... they've, they maintain, uh, which is just a cool, cool detail. Cool little detail. Yeah. But, but uh, no, nah, yeah. Nick Fury, fun, fun as fuck character. And, uh, you know, far from home, another great, mm. great Nick Fury appearance. And uh, I love, uh, you got me? And then she she blows the fucking drone out of the air and she's like, I gotcha. Mm. Him and Maria Hill, super dope combo. I really, I, and so Nick Fury just had to be up here for me. Well, he's, uh, he'll be coming very near the end of this episode for me. Um, cool, cool, so, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, my, uh, moving on here, my 40. This is where I have Heimdall. Um, and I, I don't know. You don't get a lot of Heimdall, but every time he's on screen, what a oh, good guy fun. Heimdall is. Um, badass, Soul Stone. Um, he is the embodiment of the Soul Stone, I feel. He's got the yellow eyes. He's got the – he sees everything. All He's just yeah. staring into space, you know. He's – he's you know, the – I don't know. He's so bad – his last moment, you know – Give me the strength to do this last thing, you know. Send Hulk God, to and Earth. his arc in Ragnarok, where he's he's defending the people, you know, he's leading the people, not just defending them. They are following him, mm. you know. Like that's that's their leader in I this mean, moment. I think is... there's a reason he guards the Bifrost, you know. They're, like they're he's yeah. he's I'm you know, like he had to have been a great war. You know, he's he's a I don't know, I, he's just. His character design, every moment that he's on screen, I, mm. I love Heimdall. And every time I rewatch Thor, it's just any Thor movies, Heimdall just climbs for me. Um, oh, he's like, he's so fucking great, you know. And that that moment where he's asking the Warriors Four or Warriors Three with Lady Sif, like, uh, "You plan to betray the King Loki and bring <laughs> Thor back?" And they're like, "Yes." And if you have, to, good, okay. And he's, he's like, "All right, sure. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just want to open this up for you." <laughs> I absolutely love that. Uh, and there's also like, there's that moment where Loki like freezes him, mm. and he, like, and he has to break out. Like, mm. that's pretty fucking cool, man. I, oh. uh, yeah, I love, I love me some Heimdall. Um, I don't know top top four. Like these, these are characters that are getting like these are big names, like huge names yeah. that are that are starting up here. And uh, I don't know. I think I don't know. Heimdall fits in fits in with uh with all these people for me pretty comfortably so yeah starting my 40 with i'm done all right right, cool we're off to a good start you know and uh my 39 will be my second of the original six avengers uh this is where i have bruce banner hulk Mm. okay you know could like uh i wanted him to be higher and at multiple points i had him higher but when it came to it, and I was like, I want this person to be higher, the easy person to bump down was Hulk. And, uh, you know, true. as far as comics characterization, if I was strictly going off that, he'd be a lot higher. The stuff I've read of Hulk, fucking incredible. 
there's a lot more than they've they've been they've done justice on screen. Mm. Um, you know, I need to revisit the Incredible Hulk, the MCU flick with Ed Norton here. I think it's underrated. Like in my, I I watched it actually like pretty recently. Um, I was down um, when I was in Branson. I was just watching a lot of Marvel movies, and and I was like, I haven't seen this one in such a long time. I'm just gonna watch it. And uh, going into it without thinking, you know, people put it as like the lowest of the low on Marvel movies, like down there with Thor: Dark World, you know, or whatever. And Thor: Dark World's not even that bad in the first place, anyways. Yeah. Um. But after rewatching it, after getting past a little bit of the cheesiness, you know, of the movie, like there's a lot of super cool Hulk moments in that movie, um, that they just I, don't even bring up like ever again. Like he claps like on on like a street like down when he's fight like uh, is he fighting the. Uh, abomination yeah it was yeah it was abomination yeah right and he just like you just see him just whoops and just like just a ripple down like out it was like just so like i don't know they they made the hulk feel powerful in this movie that that you don't really get in the mcu um they just they've just mistreated the character the fact that the uh the figuring out how to combine the personalities of banner and hulk happens off screen what a fucking smite to hulk fans like Imagine being like Hulk's my favorite character and then last movie the last time he appeared he couldn't get Hulk to come out. Oh and then now we've fi- we've figured out how to fucking merge them. And That's then, so and annoying. And then in the Shang-Chi post credit scene he's just back to Banner again and uh, who knows if that's just like a they didn't I think that was probably CGI, just a cost effectiveness yeah. thing. They were like um, we're not going to CG professor hulk for this but, but, and maybe uh, there is some like with she hulk figured maybe it out some, <laughs> some I, I don't know um yeah, i'm hoping she hulk is the answer there uh mm-hmm. we'll figure it out there i'm hoping but uh mm-hmm. yeah and you know i i think the more the more i read of hulk the more he climbs and climbs you mm-hmm. know the, the comic book characterization of hulk is really really intriguing really really fun really really sad and devastating at other points too mm-hmm. um when he's like the last remaining yeah, um, yeah. and oh yeah there's there's a lot of really cool storylines with with hulk he won't make it in this episode for me but very early next episode um but it would be one that that probably could fall a little below some of these other characters um but i think his iconicism um is what what truly had it for me and, and i was thinking of the comics and coming off of rewatching incredible hulk um recent like uh i don't know i think uh i'm liking pretty more. confident um and it's not it's not uh I don't know. It's not his fault. It's not the Hulk's fault. It's just the, no, yeah, the it's being, the just the way the MCU treated him, uh, which which is sad. But uh, but yeah, I uh, he'll be coming up for me a little bit later. But uh, hmm. cool, 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 yeah. cool. Fitting though, fitting right there. My thirty nine. This is where I have uh, Mystique. Um, for me, I, I got a few more uh, X Men coming up here. Um, they kind of uh, only if like X Men, they kind of come in like pairs, like just kind of. Yeah, coming ways. Yeah, coming ways. But uh, but uh, I the reason Mystique is up higher than Cyclops and Beast is I think her storyline is just stronger. You connect with with her more. Um, and um, her whole embracing herself, her going off with Magneto. Um, mm. there's a lot more just I think cool moments. Um, with Mystique and and her um, in Days of Future Past. Uh, like I don't know every everything that I've seen of Mystique is amazing the only thing that i really hate is in dark phoenix how they just kind of kill her for no real reason and it was like okay 
who like yeah, wow yeah, i can't believe that's that my biggest happened. gripe but um, uh but I, the character itself a super cool design um you know a blue character you know and like you don't get many blue people um right and uh, right. just she can be anyone you know but she chooses to be herself you know after a, you know a lot, a lot and i just uh, i don't know the x-men the found family aspect and everything um about it just it's as strong. I keep watching more, they just keep rising and rising. But uh, yeah, it's where uh, where Raven, where Mystique is for me. So all right, cool, mm. cool. I'm gonna stick with you in the X Men vein here for 38. This is where I have Rogue. Mm. Um, I love me some Rogue, man. That Southern Belle with the with truly some of the most impressive power mm. there is in all of Marvel. Like she can, she has the ability to fuck with anybody. She could be number because, one. Like, yeah. she, like, if she were to go up to, like, he who remains, what would happen there, you know? Yeah, like, it's interesting <laughs> because, like, is it is it just superpower? Mm. And I think it is. Like, I don't think it's, like, I don't think she can absorb intelligence yeah. as far as what I've seen. Um, I think she can only absorb power. So, like, when it comes to, like, now... One of the interesting ones to think about is like, what if she went to the Scarlet Witch? What happens there? You know, cause like even Captain Marvel feels more tangible. Like it's like, that's a power I feel like you can absorb. Scarlet Witch, chaos magic, it feels a little different. You know, mm. like I feel like that's something that like she'd touch her and like corrupt and like kill. She her, ever touched you know, like, like a celestial or. Not as far as I know, probably. There's probably, there's probably something there, mm. like, cause there's just so much X-Men content there's ever. And, uh, definitely the books I'm most well versed in, uh, definitely the most under my belt on, in that, uh, in that category besides like maybe Batman and Superman, but, uh, mm. X-Men are certainly up there. And, uh, yeah, as far as what I've, I've read, I haven't seen that, but, uh, it'd be a cool concept. I wonder, I wonder just how, just how high her powers can take her. Like how, how what's the ceiling? Is there a ceiling? Mm. Uh, hmm. It'll be interesting to think about. And I'm super excited for however they decide to adapt her into the MCU. Uh, can't wait for the X-Men animated series to return. Hmm. Um, X-Men 97. That'll just be, that'll be a fucking dream, you know? And, uh, hmm. but yeah, rogue at 38. My 38 is where I have, uh, Ralph bone. I mean, uh, Quicksilver. <laughs> um ralph boner um but not quicksilver um out of the x-men one of i don't know just a speedster i feel like done right well not in ultron i'm not really thinking of that quicksilver um i'm thinking more of you know the um the quicksilver we all the the iconic that scene alone is one of just my favorite x-men scenes just in general um him playing ping pong with himself, you know, him, like I just—he's he's like, he's like, I checked you guys on the way in, mm. and the, oh, and the uh, whenever they're breaking uh, Magneto out, and he uh, in the kitchen, you know, or whatever, uh, and him just ah, oh, is this? I, you see him like tap someone's cheek, and it like ripples, oh, like it's oh. punching them in the face, like mm. I don't know. Oh, that that is truly a speed like. I think the two best on-screen portrayals of speedsters we've gotten. Makari and Quicksilver. Makari and Quicksilver. And then, like, uh, the Flash and Zack Snyder's Justice League is pretty strong. Flash is pretty but, uh, <laughs> but 
If you think of a speedster, the first speedster to come to mind is the Flash, you know, most likely for everyone. But not not um, because of the on-screen portrayal, just because of because of who he is. Yeah. The the scene I think of in terms of like the best speedster scenes are Quicksilver's. Like there's there's yeah. no doubt uh, when the mansion's falling apart and when he's breaking Magneto out of prison. And you know, his uh, you know, technically Wanda's brother, technically Magneto's son. Um uh, maybe there's something we'll see there. Um, eventually, there's. It'll, I'm I'm intrigued on, as, as far as how they'll handle that, or if they'll even touch it, mm. or if they if they'll even try. Because uh, I still think there's a right around there that you can manage uh, with. But maybe there's some that. Agatha stuff going on there with Ralph Boner. I don't know. Maybe it's a big part of the plan to eventually take over. I don't know. Like maybe there is. There is something there that we're just missing. Maybe it isn't just God, a boner a cheap joke. fucking trick. But, wow. To be like, yeah, we'll get a guy who has played Quicksilver. And at the beginning of this multiversal conflict thing that we've got going, you know, we know it's in their minds. They'll think, oh, maybe it's just that Quicksilver, but it's not. It's just a guy named Ralph Bowman. You know, maybe it was just to manage expectations, you know? Maybe it was like, don't expect to see everybody that you know, you know, because like, in the acting world, that just, you know, can't happen, you know, like the, I don't like, there's just logistics and stuff that goes behind all this stuff. So maybe it's just like a way to manage expectations, but who knows, maybe it does turn into something. Maybe that is just a small C that, you know, they, they have planned for the future. I don't know. Cause the actor, um, I don't know if it was after WandaVision or before, uh, was asked a question of the MCU and he's like, I can't even legally answer that or something like that. I, I think that was before WandaVision. Before his I think cameo. it was before WandaVision. It was but, because uh, uh, Dark Phoenix was coming mm. out and they were they were on a press run about like how like people were asking them questions like, would it be cool to see like your your characters reprised in the MCU uh, eventually? <laughs> and like you see everyone else and you see you see Evan Peters go like he like opens his eyes <laughs> and like kind of like looks side to side like. Hmm. Like oh I'm like I'm already in talks, <laughs> uh, which is kind of kind of outstanding. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a really good one to have here. Uh, I had him a little bit lower, but uh, a, a lot of it lower. I had him in like my 80s or something like that. Why'd they but, kill uh, him the way they did in Ultron? Man, ah, it just doesn't make any sense at all for a speedster. Like you literally watch him in a, in uh, Days of Future Past. Grab and move bullets. <laughs> Fuck it, man. <laughs> we talked about this a second ago with like powers changing based on what the situation is, so like so that the storytelling can be told. Mm. You know, like I'll take it. It launched Wanda and it launched her to be the character she is now, and I've got her next episode, so I'll I'll take it. But uh you know, they could, they, I miss Aaron Taylor Johnson as Quicksilver too, man. Cause he was, he was fucking fantastic as Pietro. Mm. Um, didn't see that one coming. You didn't see that one coming. God. Oh. And then they made his last line a joke. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What? Mm. Like a little callback. Like it was a moment for like, and the reason it really rubs you the wrong way is cause it's a moment for Hawkeye and it's like. Fuck. Of all people to save, you know, maybe if you save, you know, Wanda or uh, yeah, li- literally any- anyone else there. Anyone else? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. He uh, thirty eight for me. I don't know. I, li- I like me uh, some Quicksilver. Like me some speedsters. 
Um, all right. So all yeah. right. All right. Cool, cool. So I'll move on with my 37. This is where I have Wade Wilson's Deadpool. Mm. Um, you know, I wanted him. I wanted him higher. I tried to manage it. Um, but there's like as as entertaining as his movies are, there's not a lot gravitating me towards the character itself. Mm. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds is incredible in the role. I think the character is funny as fuck and very fun. Uh, and and it has moved me to tears on multiple occasions. Uh, but it's uh, and you know he still is thirty seven. You know he's still top forty. So like this is, this is amongst the characters I really do love. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't reach the heights as some other characters just for uh, just for I, I couldn't even really articulate the reasons for you. Like it's just kind mm. of uh doesn't feel right to have him above certain characters, but, uh, I was, I was comfortable putting him, putting him here, you know? And, uh, mm. I think, uh, I look forward to whatever the hell we've gotten in store for Deadpool in the future. Recently, uh, confirmed that Deadpool three will be directed by Sean Levy, mm. who, uh, who did free guy, who did the Adam project and, uh, has done a lot of stranger things. So Deadpool three, even if they don't go all the way in with, uh, as raunchy as it's been, I can. I think we can count on it being every bit as good, you know, uh, because Free Guy and The Adam Project are perfect examples of what Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds are capable of together. Mm. Like this, just electrically fun movie, still super funny, um, and uh, so you don't so you don't get as many dick jokes. All right, <laughs> you know uh, that'll be okay. Yeah, I got uh, I got him coming up uh, early, early next episode. So. Uh... Um, I, I, I guess I did manage to put him up a little higher. Um, but looking at the characters that are below him, maybe they deserve a little bump up from after you said, like, you can't really connect to his character a whole lot. You know, I think I was just thinking of the movies and how funny they are and how, uh, how much I enjoyed them you know, for his character. Deadpool's another one along with Hulk who was top 25 at some point. Hmm. And then like, as I kept building out the list, I was like, I'd like this person to move up. Who can I move down? And those those two were subject to that quite a bit. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I do. I I think the movies are good enough in themselves to have Deadpool up in in, in my top twenty five. Just for how much oh, I I, love, think, yeah. I love those movies. So I think uh, I think it's fully warranted. And I mean, I I mean and I mean, I'll come back to say it, like it, anyone can be interchangeable. Like pretty much right here. Like it's uh it's all like the I love all these characters. It's kind of depending on the day uh, in some capacity, depending on what I've watched the most recently and mm. stuff like that. But uh you know, and I will say for Deadpool, there's not a single other Marvel or DC character I can honestly say I, I see as many bumper stickers mm. and uh car decor as I do Fair. Deadpool. Uh being a uh, being a delivery driver, I've seen many a car on the road, and I cannot tell you how many people love deadpool to the capacity that they they're decorating their cars with deadpool garb true um now that you mention that that's like i think i see deadpool more than like any other superhero like maybe superman yeah you know the s and the batman logo are pretty big like it's like but i don't see spider-man logo i see deadpools a lot more than i do anyone else um hmm, interesting you bring that up what hmm, definitely true I didn't realize that until you said it, but like now that I'm just thinking of like literally yesterday, I saw like two cars with a Deadpool like sick. Like we were driving and we're like, we saw one, 
And then like the next one came up, like, oh, another Deadpool. Like literally meant like yeah, exactly. literally yesterday. Like that that this case. Like, huh, that's very interesting. Just interesting things to think about. Well, I guess uh moving on from my thirty-seven, this is where my group uh stands, where he falls for me. Mm-hmm. My um, and it's kind of for the next character that he's coming along with. Um yeah. for my I, I do a lot of a lot of duos. Um Groot on his Go own, ahead. yeah. Groot on his own. Uh, it, it doesn't really seem like a thirty-seven, you know, character in, in Marvel. Um, but um, I do love the Guardians movies that much. Um, to where I, I do think it, it, even though if the character isn't that strong, just him being involved in the family of the movies that I love and hold, to, you know, such a high standard, uh, means something. And for the person who's coming next, I think you know it. it um, just their their dichotomy works really well together, um, and Groot has some strong moments. You know, he he forms Stormbreaker. Um, that that that's him doing that's that. Pretty big um, one. And when him when he and Rocket pull up with Thor in Infinity War, it's like, man, who knew this was one of the things I always wanted? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Him protecting everyone, wrapping everyone around, and like the fireflies. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, oh come on! It's Vin Diesel, which like. I didn't know until like I think the second Guardians movie. I didn't like I didn't realize. How about the easiest check in Hollywood, bro? This man is living. How much he made? Um, Oh, so much money! So much money to say I am Groot and we are Groot in different tones. It's incredible. He's even baby Groot. Fifty-four point five million dollars for saying those words. The easiest check in Hollywood, bro. The easiest check. That's nuts. <laughs> I don't feel bad for him being thirty-eight anymore. He, that, that's just like a, that's a that's a bag right there. That he that wow. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't feel bad for putting him up this high anymore. Even though other characters that I've mentioned before are far greater in character development and, and arcs and everything other than Groot, but uh, I don't know. I love Guardians. Uh, and Groot's just, I don't know, he's a, he's a comfort character. How can you hate Groot? Oh, I yeah. Got, I got, you know, like, I, I might have had him right real here. low here. Yeah, yeah I've got, I've got yeah. Groot, I've got, like, a Groot poster on my wall, you know? Like, it's saying, uh, mm. I, I had him pretty low, but, it, like, I love me some Groot, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, he's on, like, a, I, I made this comparison, like, Chewbacca. Mm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I love Chewbacca with all my fucking heart. But, like, when it when I get down to it and I'm breaking down like character arcs and what's my favorite and what's this, you know, Chewbacca's probably not as high. And like you fall into the same thing with Groot. Chewbacca heightens Han as Groot heightens Rocket. Rocket. So like, yeah. I think, yeah, that's a, that's a good way to, to put it. But, uh, it's my 37 Groot. All right. All right. My 36 this is where I have Wilson Fisk Kingpin. Ooh. You know, I uh, this is one that I had higher, and uh, and you'll find that this is this is that section where it was like I had them higher, and then these other ones got filed in where I was like, yeah, they, they mm-hmm. just can't be the top twenty-five. Vanessa, um, Vanessa, <laughs> um, you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa. You like that Wilson Fisk more, or uh, like? Into the Spider Verse, Wilson Fisk. King. Oh, I mean, definitely Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, I mean, you get like, so much more. You know? I will say, my favorite embodiment, like just like looking at the guy, 
like, oh, that's Wilson Fisk, isn't in either the Daredevil series or into the Spider-Verse. It's the Daredevil movie with Michael Clark Duncan as Fisk. When you see that man, it's like, okay, yeah, that's a dude who would be Wilson Fisk. You know, like, that's a badass who you do not want to fuck Mm. with. I can see me pushing Vincent D'Onofrio's buttons, you know? Like, you look like a giant man, baby. Um, Which he kind of is. Which he kind of is, you know? Like, he has (laughs) the the temper tantrums of a giant man, baby, and it's just kind of like a, like, you never know what he's going to do. But I wouldn't even question fucking with Michael Clark Duncan's Fisk, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a guy where I'll be like, all right, that's cool. Mm. You know what? Do you, man. You're all good. Yeah. Good, man. Yeah, there's, and you know, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin either. That's a very large, large We're man. Getting a, a blind Kingpin, you think? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm. Bro. I'm really excited. You know, and we got that edition of Daredevil on Disney Plus recently. And, uh, it's, it's not in the Marvel Legacy section. Hmm. Which is where, you know, Fantastic Four and the X-Men movies are and stuff. Mm. Stuff that's outside of canon. It got its own little section where it's like, Mm. maybe, maybe, we'll see. It's halfway in between right now. It's called The Defender Saga, which makes sense. It's there with Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and Luke Cage and the Defenders. Um, But, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they can go with that. And I, I hope Daredevil, Fisk, and Echo these characters can still kind of stay in the same realm together. Mm. Um, but yeah, Kingpin and Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal as Kingpin, one of my favorites, uh, one of my favorite castings and uh, performances in any comic book movie role ever. So Kingpin had to get pretty high up on here. Mm. And another one that was at one point closer to the 25 and just kept getting bumped down because it's like, you know, I, I am a sucker for the, for the heroes. So sometimes mm-hmm. the, the villains will, it'll be at the cost of the villains getting bumped down. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. I mean, oh yeah. You can connect with heroes a whole lot easier than you can a villain. So <laughs> yeah. And like, it, you've got to be an iconic villain to be pretty high. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that'll be reflected, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, oh yeah. Well, my 37, I already pretty much said it's, it's rocket. um coming after Groot. Um, You're 36, 36. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. 36 uh, rocket. Um, and it's, it's because, um, this is the real reason Groot is up here. Um, it's, it's to strengthen Rocket's character and, uh, Groot, no. Oh, 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 man. Of the blips. That's Ah, one of, that's one of the hardest to watch. What did they do to you? Um, I'd say of the blips that are, that are the hardest that I remember, it's Groot, Spidey, and T'Challa. Like, those are the three blips that were just like, Oh, like, God damn, like, and in the theater for the first time, like, you know, like, we didn't know what was happening. We thought like, we thought like these characters are dead, you know, like, they're dead or like, we like, we're watching this. Well, and you know, there was only there was a singular there was a singular character getting blipped that made me go, ah, okay, they'll come back somehow. Mm. And it was T'Challa. Yeah, but like, uh, Mm. you know, uh, other than that, though, it was like. They could be, they could be done. Like what just happened? You know, like this. It, oh man, what a ah! Oh. But Rocket, you know, he's uh, just so dev. Like what a just a devastating character. You know, that's that's the Guardians. Uh, they're they're found family. 
Um, I love his obsession with, with like prosthetics or, uh, you know, like I got to get that arm or, you know, how he gets the eye. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what I had to do to get that eye, you know, or get me that guy's leg to get out of here. And I just, I, I imagine this, like the ultimate rocket is just all he has all of the you know he has the winter soldier arm uh he thor's eye somehow has like thor's powers i don't know like you know just like um just ultimate rocket you know um legend but uh i'm not a raccoon (laughs) all right trash panda (laughs) is that better Mm. does anybody know is that better but uh it's so much worse um (laughs) that's just so fucking funny (laughs) i love me some rocket Uh, love me the guardians uh, crew so uh oh they're fantastic mm -hmm. they are fantastic that's a good that's a that's a good addition there um my 35 this is where i've got moon knight uh this will be the highest uh, and you know by the time this by the time this episode comes out moon knight will have had some on-screen portrayal as far as the MCU and I mean, all of it is concerned. It's his first on-screen portrayal ever. Um, Oscar Isaac, baby. Let's but as go. we stand, this is the, this is the highest rated character I have that has not appeared on screen. Mm. Um, it's gotta be good uh, though. He's got to uh, strictly, good. <laughs> strictly comic knowledge for me here. I've read, I've read a lot of moon Knight, and uh, he's super cool. Just uh, such a badass character. And, uh, Oscar Isaac playing the role and uh, this dark side of the universe. It seems like we're getting into with like, uh, I don't know if you saw the clip that was released earlier. That was like uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's character summoning demons from the ground. It looked like you see like a zombie hand reaching up above the ground. Like, Uh I don't know. could be really cool and uh, Mm. could be a really easy way to incorporate a couple other characters into that side Mm. of the universe, which I'm very excited about. Um, but yeah, Moon Knight, super cool. I uh, cannot wait for what what's to come there, and uh, I just uh, not not much to say right now. Mm-hmm. We'll st- and you know we're we're covering Moon Knight week to week, probably as this happens. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and go check that out. Uh, very very excited about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all the Moon Knight talk you can get over there. Mm-hmm. All right, my thirty five. This is where the Mad Titan is for me, uh, Thanos. Bring me Thanos! I mean, I felt um, he had to be sort of high up just because of the impact he has on the MCU. I mean, this it's what everything was leading towards. Um, the One of the biggest moments in cinema history. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's such a weird villain that you sort of understand and you don't. You don't empathize with him, but you, you sort of see where he's. You coming get it. From. You yeah. generally, you generally get it. Um, you don't. You're not like uh, he's like. I, I, you shouldn't be all in on the. He's right. Mm. No, he's not right. He wants to kill half of people. Uh, I mean, in in the MCU, like they're like they show like people side with Thanos. You know, like maybe Thanos was right. You know, that's how some people feel. Like, um, and I, I, maybe that's just because they were in such a low place that they just had to accept what happened was right. You know, um, maybe people didn't truly believe in what he did, but it was just such the world changed. So, you know, drastically after that, that they just had to cope with something. So maybe just saying he was right was a way to cope, but uh, I don't know. He's uh he's the villain, you know, of the MCU. Uh, what a uh, little seeds that were planted very, very early on. Um, and yeah. uh, I don't know, just, 
we all know Thanos. Um, I think he's going to be, you know, one of the most iconic Marvel villains to probably ever exist uh, for, for quite a while. So, uh, but yeah, that's where, where he falls for me. 35. I mean, there will be a whole generation of kids who grow up with Thanos being the iconic villain of their childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, mm. it, it, he'll, he'll be formative on a lot of, on a lot of people for a very long time. And, uh, I think that might be our biggest difference mm. so far mm-hmm. is 56, 56 spots. And I have a thing for, I have a thing for villains. I can, I can, uh, appreciate, uh, villains a little bit more, I think. Um, but yeah, 35 for me. Strong, strong. Um, uh, my 34, this is where I have Shang-Chi. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, I, I like, I liked Shang-Chi, you know, it, it was more the this is a similar thing as Deadpool for me. It was more the movie than the character himself that really, really made me love love that movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, he's only one that's subject to change. Like, he will only go up. There's no way he goes down. Mm. Um, there was just uh, in in that movie, it's it's. It's interesting. He's probably, I know I have Wenwu and Zha Ling below him, but like as I'm watching the movie, they're my favorite parts of the movie mm. over Shang-Chi. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, now as far as the, the character pieces, like, uh, the way he had to go and assassinate a man at 14 and, and stuff like that, like that's, that's a really riveting story. But like in terms of like when I want to, I want to see Zha Ling and Wenwu fucking I want to see them do their shit, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shang-Chi, still a super badass and an Avenger now, you know, uh, well, only, uh, he's only going to get cooler and cooler. Uh, the Kung Fu master of the MCU, mm. uh, going to Talo and mastering their fight style and stuff. Like that was just, a, it, it was a really great arc for him and to, to take from both his mother and his father to channel this, uh, to channel this, uh, energy to fight him that one last time. That was, uh, super cool. Super cool. And, uh, mm. definitely going to be top 25. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Oh, yeah. You know, just, just not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, my 34. Um, I'm interested to see where, where he falls for you, but this is where I have my Falcon. Um, mm. And I mean, after Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean, he, he was, I guess, kind of, uh, I don't know, that's just what these TV shows do is take some side characters and just make them so much better, give them mm-hmm. so much better of a story, a deep dive, um, into them. And, uh, and his story was just, was just so good. Him becoming Captain America, that, that final episode. Oh, man, I, I have to rewatch that sometime soon. But uh, oh my god, what a moment! Like, and ah, uh, so powerful, future for man. him. I mean, he can only go up from here too, you know. Um, and I'm I'm super excited to see um what they do with him, um and and, and what I don't know what he becomes. Um, but man, as Captain America, he's already badass. Like that, yeah. uh, Captain America who can fly. You know. Um, right. I, I mean, we see him bust through that window. And it, it's just all gas from there. Um, it, it just, oh, man. But I, I, I love me some, some Falcon. Um, all right, all right, yeah. He will, uh, he will not be this week. I didn't think me. so. I, I figured. Yeah, he will. He will be next week. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get there, especially. Uh, like I think uh, next week's gonna be a real interesting one in terms of like 
Because at that point, there's this blend in my top 25 of characters who need to be there. You know, like, they have to be top 25. How are they not top 25? And then characters that are like, I like these characters that much. That they're above those characters who had to be there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a fun one. But, uh, Sam Wilson will definitely be appearing next week for me. Um, but yeah, with that onto my 33, this is where I have Wonder Woman. Mm. Uh, this is, uh, if I remember correctly, probably a pretty sizable gap, uh, for, for us as well. Mm hmm. I, I, I love me. I love me some Wonder Woman. You know, I love that movie from 2017 directed by Patty Jenkins. Uh, it was fantastic. And Wonder Woman 84, definitely not the strongest film, uh, but entertaining nonetheless. And uh, I think uh, another great, another great portrayal was Zack Snyder's Justice League. I loved her in that. Uh, there's just, there's just a lot of great Wonder Woman content out there. And, you know, I grew up watching uh, the old Wonder Woman series over at my grandparents' house. That was, uh, mm. like, I grew, I, like, I loved growing up on that old, old shit with, like, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman, Adam West as Batman, like, all that. Like, that was definitely way before our time, but it, it made its way to me somehow. Mm. And uh, so that that, that was definitely, Wonder Woman's one of those nostalgic ones for me. And uh, Justice League, the animated series back in the day, loved her in that. Mm. That was, uh, was a huge one for me. Uh, but yeah, just a really strong heroine who, you know, is not to be fucked with mm -hmm. by any means. Very interesting. You have Wonder Woman here. This is like a start of a very strong female. Like I have uh, super strong female roles coming up here, like a, a big train of them, uh, gotcha. which, which is pretty cool that, that it just kind of lined up that way. Um, but my 33 is where I have uh, Peggy Carter. Um, Peggy. And, and her... Um, and what if I think is what what really rose her? I ha like the name I have is Agent Carter uh, down here, um, and it's I, I, her and what if was was just so cool. Like that that episode was is it the first one? Yeah, yeah. It was such a strong way to kick off that series. Um, and just the concept of what if is just amazing. You know, just that one little change. You know, Peggy goes in instead of Steve, and how much that changes everything. Um, and how badass she immediately is. Like uh. I thought you were more than just the shield or whatever. And she goes, well, let's dance, you know, like, uh, and just goes and beats the crap out of everybody. You know, she's, she's just so badass. Um, and, um, I don't know. Like she, she was like the, the focal point of what if she's like the center, like the huge, like a always big in the graphics. Um, again, another, another character to be rumored to be a relatively large part of multiverse of madness. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know whatever whatever I can get, you know, with uh with Peggy Carter, she's a she's a super cool character, one that uh actually I don't think I put on my list, but definitely should have mm. should have been here at some point. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of ridiculous she wasn't, but uh and it, it really is that that what if and the first Avenger man, the first Avenger mm. is such a you know like uh I I think it doesn't it doesn't have a bad rap because like it's not the best by any means like it's it's definitely not the best captain america movie but mm. it there's a nostalgia to it that i get every time i watch it there's this uh you know a, such an easy villain to hate nazis fair how are you not going to root against the nazis mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and uh and hydra and stuff like they all suck and peggy carter being the 
the love interest for Steve Rogers in that movie and them flipping the script and what if and maintaining it like it's like regardless it's not just because Steve got jacked mm-hmm. you know it's she could have got jacked and Steve could have stayed scrawny and they still would have fallen in love and I think that's that's a really awesome that's a really awesome storyline to maintain and uh, the callbacks to that uh, Steve being the one who falls instead of Bucky because he's the best friend oh. to Peggy and like, oh man. Oh, it's just like, that's why I love what if, I mean, what if is just, you get every, every itch, you know, every little piece of serotonin you could possibly ask for. And, and, and they don't have to say anything. It's just like these moments that happen, a little, a one line could be said that has it, like so much history behind it that you just hear and you're yeah. like, Oh my God, what a line to hear or like something like that. And, uh, but yeah, I, uh, 33 for me starting starting a, a strong strong female train here um peggy does so love the love the strong powerful women you know and mm-hmm. uh i believe i have a i've got i've got i've got a good good slate coming up mm-hmm. uh, but my 32 i got uh, a little uh i got an interesting format to the last the last few here where i've got two villains three heroes two villains mm-hmm. but uh Dr. Octopus is at my 32. And, uh, you know, it was, this was tough for me, mm. was, uh, grappling with Spider-Man villains versus Batman villains. Mm-hmm. And what's, what's mm-hmm. more important to me historically, uh, what's, what's resonated with me on a deeper level. And ultimately you'll see that the Batman, the Batman villains did end up prevailing just because it's what I, it, regardless though, Doc Ock, part of, defining my childhood uh spider-man 2 massive uh the power of the sun in the palm of my hand such an awesome idea for a character um Mm. man just so so strong and uh you know his redemption and no way home huge what a uh Mm. what like now it's an arc like you can watch spider-man 2 and no way home back to back and i'd say more so than any other movie out of the amazing, out of Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man, any of it, that would hit the hardest is Spider-Man two and no way home back to back. Uh, maybe Spider-Man and no way home back to back. I haven't gone. I haven't tried to That'd do that. Be it. Very interesting. Yeah. Now that you bring that up, that's like, it'll be just, a fun, fun little, maybe every time I want to watch no way home, I'll just watch one Spider-Man movie before, you know, and, and yeah, just, exactly. and then you're watch like, it after. Get, but... get the full fucking thing with the characters, mm. you know? And, uh, you know, I bet I'd be willing to bet Amazing Spider-Man 2 is probably pretty strong too, but, uh, mm. uh with Electro. Oh, but, uh, and then Gwen and like that. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's a good, I gotta do that. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 and the Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'd be willing to bet those hit harder than any other mm. before No Way Home. And, uh, but yeah, Doc Ock, I had, I had to have him here and, uh, Alfred Molina, fantastic. Uh, I imagine he's probably top twenty-five for you. He is. Uh, as as these as so will my next one, mm. but yeah, Doc Ock at thirty-two. My thirty-two. This is where I have Harley Quinn, um, and you know just keeping that that female train going. I'm thinking one of my favorite Harley Queen or Harley Quinn. Uh, she is a queen. Uh, but Harley Quinn scenes is uh, like the flower power scene where she's just like uh, with the spear, just like going off on everybody. And, the uh, javelin. Oh man! You oh yeah, the javelin to, right. to carry my my javelin. Mm. And uh, I don't know her her character. She's always been uh, just super iconic. 
Um, and I like that, that now she's like her own character and not just, you know, someone with the Joker, um, yeah. that she truly has become her own character. Um, Put in. and, uh, but you know, Mr. J. um, her in, in the Arkham games, she's awesome. Her, her and everything, her character design, um, is amazing. But, but what I really love is, is the new adaptation of her. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I've got, I, I got her next week. Mm. I do. And uh, one of the things that assured me in that was uh, that she is she is James Gunn's favorite DC character. Mm. Interesting. Like, uh, and it, whenever he's asked, who's your favorite DC character? It's Harley Quinn. Uh, and like, that's a that's a statement right Damn. there. Having Harley Quinn be your favorite DC character. Like and like I was like, you know what? OK, I feel really good about where I have Harley Quinn. Mm. OK, I, I, that's all right. Uh uh, yeah, she'll be she'll be next week for me. But uh, hmm. she's fantastic, and I can't recommend enough. I think uh, one thing that would boost her for you is that animated series, hmm. uh, the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max, is some of the funniest superhero content you'll ever get. Wildly entertaining. One of the things I wish I could go back and watch for the first time again, hmm. just because I was like, oh my god, this is hilarious. Hmm. Uh, such a fun, like all over the DC universe incorporating so many villains so many heroes it's it's fun as fuck strongly recommend mm. that but uh awesome. yeah harley quinn super badass my 31 this is where i got the gob mr gabby green goblin mm. okay uh yeah my, mine yeah, come had, together I, too uh <laughs> yeah yeah because i don't hold one over the other and too by too much you know like they they had to be right next to each other goblin and octopus if i was going to have them and I, I was going to have them i always was but uh grappling with uh you know the batman villains that i'll get to here in a little bit versus these two uh spider-man villains i was just like yes i watched the spider-man movies all the time when i was younger mm. but the the i'll get to it but mm. i'm very excited to get to that part of the episode but Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn in that first movie was ch was another childhood-defining villain. The mm -hmm. way Thanos will be for a whole generation of other kids, Goblin was that for me when I was younger. You know, like, that was a defined, uh, a, an era of villains for me. Like, uh, I like it's such an interesting, like, Goblin, Dr. Octopus, Darth Maul, mm. like mm. I tie all those together because they're the late '90s, early 2000s mm. villains that I grew up with. I mean, and, uh, all we needed in that No Way Home trailer was a pumpkin bomb and a laugh. You know, that's all. That's all <laughs> we needed. <laughs> um, that dude is a menace. Norman's um, on sabbatical, <laughs> honey. I'm something of a scientist myself. Um, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, he he will be uh, next episode. I mean, he's right with Doc Ock. Um, right, right as you have them, but, uh, oh yeah, definitely a huge part of my childhood. That's for sure. Um, oh yeah. And Defoe, You're done, Gobby. I don't think it's Defoe actually. I think it's, uh, I heard there was a clip of him in like high school performing and they ask him, what's your name? And I forgot how they pronounce, but it's not Defoe. I think he says like Defoe. I don't know. I forgot what it was, but it was like. I heard it. I'm like, that's, I'm going to stick with Defoe. I don't like, I, I can't, I can't think of it as any other than William Defoe. Well, like, I don't know. Like I once watched, um, uh, and how I met your mother 
there's this scene where the gang goes to a really upscale party in a penthouse in Manhattan. It's really top drawer, sophisticated motherfuckers, right? And they're creating conversation about all these, uh, all this really, really high end shit. And like, they're like, I don't even know what this is about. One of them mentions Willem Dafoe. And one of them jumps on that as a, hey, have you ever uh, realized that uh, Willem Dafoe's name sounds like a like a frog and a, a bird talking to each other? Mm. Then he goes, what? And he goes, Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. And I, every time I hear it now, it's all I can think of. Mm. It's the fact that his name <laughs> sounds like a fucking frog and a bird talking to each other. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I'm watching the... Willem. Watching the... William... Defo is how he said it. Um, Willem Defo, but Defo is how he said it back in like high school. But the clip that I'm watching, he admits to pronouncing his own name wrong in high school. It's not actually Defo. He just said it wrong in high school because he was nervous. Um, whenever like it came up, so it gotcha. That's um, funny. Hmm. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah, you'll be coming up next next uh, episode. But, I was gonna say that'd be interesting if his name was Defo because there's this uh there's this thing with a lot of celebrities where once your name is like said somewhere once mm. it can never it can never not be that again. Like Ariana Grande is actually Ariana Grande. What? Uh yeah, like that's a that's a real thing. Her name is Grande. Uh wow. and uh wow. the chick who plays Maeve, Thandy Thandy Newton was credited in her first movie as Thandie Newton. It was wrong. Her name is Thandiwe with a W between E with the, between the I and wow. the E. And it was never, it was never changed until like last year where she was like, I'm finally at a standing in Hollywood where I feel comfortable enough to go. Actually, my name is this. Damn. That's crazy. Uh, People just pronouncing your name wrong. and You have to go with it just because like branding and like, you can't like, or yep. whatever. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I was like, if if his name's actually Willem Dafoe, that'd be that'd be kind of crazy that he had to go like because Dafoe, that's a that's an iconic actor right mm-hmm. there, Willem Dafoe. Mm. Got the drip. Um, I'm something of a drippy. <laughs> but uh, moving on here, keeping the female train going. My 31. I'm interested to see where where she lies for you, but this is where Captain Marvel uh, is for me, and. Uh, of the, the other two females that are coming up here on the train, I think she she could be the top uh, of the females now that I've I've like recently gone back and watched Captain Marvel um, a lot of times, and uh, I don't know it's becoming one of my favorite solo movies um, out it's, of the MCU. And uh, for me, you know, I uh, I have her next week too. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one that'll that'll rise pretty probably a little higher than most would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's premiered as potentially the most rewatchable movie in the MCU for me. Mm. Um, if you, like, I can't fathom. It's the most sci-fi. Like it, as, as you're watching it, like the alien battles and the technology they incorporate. And like, if you're a sci-fi fan, I don't know how you don't like Captain Marvel. Well, like the, there's an obvious reason why people don't like there's that an obvious Marvel. reason uh, for for the majority like and again in the sci-fi realm that makes sense um but uh <laughs> super sad but but the movie itself oh. outside the character like i i can get gripes with like uh cgi and stuff like there are there are moments where it's like uh it can be shoddy but like 
you got to freeze frame it. Like I, I can't stand gripes with CGI when they like pause a shot. It's like, well, guess what? You weren't supposed to pause it. It's supposed to play. Yeah, you're watching a movie, um, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not, it's not a painting for Christ's sakes. It's a fucking movie. Hmm. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, Captain Marvel, just such a, such an electric character. And uh, ah, yeah, Carol Danvers rocks. Mm. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you, uh, let you speak on I her. I get so excited. Uh, next. I got so excited. Yeah. I forgot it was your character that mm. we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. She, um, you know, in this, in this female train, I'm looking at the two that are above her and I'm feeling that she, she, she edges them out a little bit um, after like, cause I, I, this list was made, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know, a, a little bit ago. A couple weeks back. Um, so, yeah. And I have done a, a lot of Marvel rewatching since then. And uh, I don't know, my two, like, I'd say my top three solo movies for Marvel have become uh, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, and Shang-Chi are, like, my top yeah. three solo solo Marvel movies. And uh, I don't know, I think uh, we're, we're going to get more Captain Marvel uh, in the future. So she, she can only be a character wow. who, who goes up. Um, so but yeah. very very excited for the future of that character mm-hmm. um cannot wait for the sequel uh, but yeah that's a good one to have there my 30 and judging by what the things you've said this might be i don't know this might be the one time in this list we might come close to lining up uh this is where i have gene oh no way we done did it we did it, we did it. 30 huh we did it Yes, 30, 30 being Jean Grey for both That's of us. Awesome. I was like, uh, you know, I I had I had to have her uh, up here. You know, I've got I got a couple X Men characters coming up. Uh, I love me some Jean Grey. I love I love the Phoenix, and uh, you know, she's a, she's a super badass. You know, and one of the uh, mm. more electric on screen portrayals from Sophie Turner in the Phoenix. You know, and in, in Dark Phoenix, I think uh, that movie has its issues. No doubt, but they're not on Sophie Turner. They're not on the visual effects. Uh, they're not on the action sequences. Mm-hmm. Like that is those, and that's like I do want the story side of the Phoenix to be executed properly, and that it kind of it kind of falters there a little bit. But mm-hmm. man, if you can portray it on screen the way they did, it, I, I'll be okay with it from now on. If that's how if that's how they want to go about portraying the Phoenix, because it was so fucking cool. Mm. Yeah, that's a. Uh... You know, probably a sin to uh, to put Phoenix outside of the top ten, according to Aurora. Um, you yeah, know. she would uh, she um. would have a fucking fit <laughs> over here if, uh, if she was. Uh, well, she'll listen to yeah. this. That's the thing, uh, though, is that go, what the fuck? I mean, this is the top thirty here. You know, like these these are the top thirty of comic book characters. Um, so, like all of these names um, are are huge and and amazing, and the fact that that Phoenix is this high up with how you know, kind of little that we've gotten of her comparatively to everyone else that's on this list is kind of, is incredible. Um, and one of the only like comic book runs that I've ever like actually dove into engaged. And, and engaged in. Um, and, and it was super cool. Um, I don't know. The concept of, of the Phoenix is just, is, is amazing. Um, and, and everything surrounding the character I think is, is great, but insane that we did line up there. Um, with with yeah, the hundred like, comic book I characters, it might not happen. yeah, I was thinking it might not happen in this one as it happened. Uh, I think it happened twice with the Star Wars one, but uh, uh, happened happened here with uh, hmm. Jean Grey. Wow, which uh, that's perfect. That's just perfect. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love that for us. Uh, but with that, since we both we both had Jean Grey at thirty, mm-hmm. I'll go on to my twenty nine, 
and this is where I have uh, Professor X, hmm. Mr. Charles Xavier. Uh, I, 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 I love Professor X in many respects, and there are many respects in which I'm like, damn, bro. You kind of an asshat sometimes. Egotistical. So, he, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's. That's the only reason he kind of falls out of my top twenty-five mm-hmm. is because like he often means well and he almost, almost always does. But there's plenty of times where he's a little, he's a little too much for me. He's a little like, uh, he's a little full of himself. And who can blame him? You know, like he's very intelligent, can read people's minds, knows what everyone's thinking. If there's anyone who can have a superiority complex, it's someone who can hear every one of everyone else's deepest and darkest thoughts. Um, he's like, well, better than you. He could kill uh, everyone <laughs> on Earth. Like, he almost did. Or Ivory well, Newton yeah, it, on Earth. According to um, Logan, yeah, <laughs> according to Logan, it's like uh, there was a time in, in the past where Professor X nearly wiped out everything Whole. with one of his seizures. Um, yeah, definitely uh, quite, quite a powerful character. And, you know, him uh, popping up in, in the trailer for for multiverse of madness you know hearing his voice uh we should tell him the truth um super cool there um if if they're gonna call it the illuminati who knows um i I don't really know there but i mean in iron man 2 um on tony's phone when he's in the courtroom whenever he's like hacking the tv to put stuff up there there's an app Mm -hmm. on there that says the illuminati um like on his phone already in iron man 2 which is nuts Mm. Um. So okay. Well, have we even have has anyone considered the possibility of like actually Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man being a part of it and it not being Tom Cruise? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah. Who knows? Um. I don't know why everyone just latched onto Tom Cruise so quickly. Like, uh, oh, this is this is Supreme Tony Stark. It has to be Tom Cruise because he's always wanted to play Iron Man but not have a mask. Blah blah blah. Like, it has to be Tom Cruise, but like. Wouldn't you want it to be Robert Downey Jr., the Iron Man we've been with, you know, like, and just seeing him at his full potential? Like, I don't know. Um, I guess, you know, we've had, you know, his send off and maybe it wouldn't be great to just bring him right back in. Yeah, I, I, um, that That's ultimately why is because, like, I, I'm of the mind that there shouldn't we shouldn't dip back into the RDJ bag for real, mm. you know, Um I think I think what they did with his character is one of the examples of something that should be left alone. You know, they like did a, it right. You know, they did it the right. Beginning and, and you know, there's like a book. There are very few things that a lot of people can agree on the MCU doing right. And I think that's one of the things is the is the send off for Tony Stark. Uh, so, yeah, uh, but Professor X at twenty nine. Uh, it, it had to be such. Mm. I, I enjoy Professor X a great deal. Mm. Uh, well, moving on, my twenty-nine. This is where uh, the uh, top of the female train ends, uh, and it's Black Widow. Um, this okay. was the one where I was saying, like, this is kind of where Captain Marvel um, and Black Widow are interchangeable. Um, gotcha. But I think when I made this list, I came off of watching Black Widow, like the most recent Marvel mm. movie that I watched, um, and I think that's why she she edged out Captain Marvel there. But uh, I don't know, especially in What If, uh, Black Widow there. Um, the Black Widow and Hawkeye uh, dichotomy they had, them finding, um, you know, the, the file. You know, watch, it's, like, it's right there. It's you. It's right there, you know, or You're whatever. looking um, at it. And uh, I don't know. I love uh, no. 
What are you doing? That Black Widow movie is so underrated. I think it just came mm. out at a time that was a little weird. It was like Disney Plus, you know, you had to to pay for it to watch. It was kind of it just so and weird. it's been delayed over yeah, and over and over. And it was after Endgame, but before you know, took place beforehand, and every you know, everyone was kind of uh, I don't know it was a weird, weird, oddly placed movie. But if you just rewatch it, take all that out of your mind, go back. It is such a beautiful movie. Um, frankly i i think it it's sadly the way it was received i think it it denied us the chance of having more stories like this stories where we can go back to what happened in the infinity saga and plug stories in what happened in between uh i think this was the opportunity to you know launch that as a possibility black widows was and the way it was received we're not going to get those in between stories but i would have loved loved for more of those uh those uh rogue one types the ones that are like uh okay you saw the big thing here's what happened in between the big things you know like here's what made the big thing possible mm. uh and stories like that it just it could just been it could have just been really cool and i don't know that we'll get many more just because of the way it was received but uh god a lot to uh a lot to look forward to uh Mm-mm. hopefully in the black widow realm i don't think uh i don't think we'll see much more of her but not Natasha Romanoff, but Yelena Belova's on the rise. Oh yeah! So, uh, Hopefully, we get a lot more Yelena. Um, but man, that movie—I'm oh, gonna have to. I don't know. It's got a lot to. There's I, all these movies are just so rewatchable. I think like once we get to these characters, like every character that we're gonna mention, it's gonna be like, man, I gotta watch that movie again. Uh, this movie, was yeah, so exactly, good. exactly. Um, but yeah, that's uh my 29 Black Widow. All right, all right, my 28. This is where I have Beast. Mm. Uh, love, love me some beast. Love Hank McCoy. Uh, definitely the the level head, the one you look to and go, yeah, he'll he knows what's right in this moment, in any given moment. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I think uh, he's one of the better examples of that in the X Men. You know, he's not marred by uh, emotion too often. He's he's got the real logical choice that that can be moved on. You know, Wolverine's angry. Scott Summers is basically always like, "How will this affect Gene?" Um, but Beast, you know, he's doesn't have an ego, doesn't uh, doesn't isn't selfish. Is always there for whatever the fuck everyone else needs, and I love that about him. And uh, so I just had to have Beast at a relatively high spot. Mm-hmm. Wanted him top twenty five, but I couldn't comfortably put him above some of these characters. Mm. Man, there's just too many. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I don't know someone else who's more well versed with X Men. Uh, seeing where he placed makes makes me feel a little bit better about where I have him, like up up on mine. And I think I don't know. He he is one of the X Men that would climb out of all of the rest. Um, if mm. one were to get bumped up, so mm. yeah, and you know, future on screen portrayals, he's only subject to go up for me. Uh. It's just that with a lot of these characters coming up, they've had such a either such a stellar on-screen portrayal, or I've just loved them for so long that there was no way they weren't going to be there, you know. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, my twenty-eight going uh back into the the DC realm, and this one is mainly because of a movie that just recently came out, um, and this is where I have the Riddler. Um, he was already pretty high for me. Before the Batman came out, um, his his portrayal in Gotham is super cool. Um, the beforehand, you know, he's just a forensic scientist, you know, just does some like little data, you know, tests for, for the GCPD and stuff. 
and then you see him slowly turn into the Riddler, uh, which which is super cool. Um, you know, love a slow Jim burn. Carrey um, as the Riddler, um, and seeing the glasses, you know, carry on into into the the new movie, uh, which was super cool. But um, I, I think this Riddler is my fa- my my favorite of of uh, of them all. Um, there's there's no way it can't yeah. be for me. Like in terms of just uh, taking it seriously, taking it uh, like an emotional resonance to a degree. You know, like there's a there's a more powerful sentiment behind this Riddler than it seems there is behind other Riddlers. Um, hmm. This one just made more I, sense. I, it, mm-hmm. it felt more real and. I don't know. It felt like what a Riddler would be like in real life with the follower, you know, his followers, the social media aspect, yeah. the, um, I don't know. I, and I, I'm super excited to see what happens in the future, you know, with the next movie. And I don't um, know if you heard about the news with Paul Dano, he's going to hmm. be, uh, he's going to be writing Riddler year one, uh, com- DC black label comic book. Uh, so I'm very excited for that. Definitely going to be reading that. Cool to see like someone love the character that much, you know, in order to continue it outside of of just the check that they're getting for the movie or whatever. Like it, he, it shows that he really likes this character, and uh, mm-hmm. it makes me even more excited to see what uh, what comes in the future with him. So, but uh, yeah, I got got the soundtrack going going in the background right now. Oh That's, yeah, I have the whole episode. Um, I it's I, I don't know like I don't know that there's ever a movie soundtrack I've latched onto more mm-hmm. immediately than I have this. My Spotify um, Wrapped is going to be oh it's going to be yeah, fucked by Michael Giacchino, <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. Michael Giacchino is going to be dominating that shit. Just not because of just this. He also did No Way Home, and I was listening to No Way Home so much when it came out. So like, mm. uh, I know he's going to be dominating that shit. But uh, God, the Riddler, he did fantastic in the Batman. I've now seen it five times. <laughs> Mm-hmm. in theaters um most recently out in uh out in leewood kansas really cool really nice amc mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. um but yeah him uh no this is not how it was supposed, supposed to go, to go. Uh, mm. uh, we were supposed to watch it together watch what everything uh, <laughs> yeah like god damn man I, I, and uh, you know what's prevailed is one of my favorite Riddler moments in that movie is uh, and it's more of a it's not from a character perspective it's like a sound design perspective mm. is uh the like the combination of the music the chaotic dialogue the and how it all culminates it's when Gil's neck bomb is is ticking down. And uh, Batman's like, you got to tell him, you got, you got to say it. You got to say, he's like, no, no, whatever happens, Mm. if if it happens this way, it's just me. But if I give over that name, it's going to be, it's going to be my family, the people I care about. And uh, he's like, no, you got it. And the music's, the music's just building and building and building. And then the music, like in the background, all the while, the Riddler's going three, two, one. And then the music drops out and he goes, bye. And then it. How many times? And like that is one of the best hmm. parts of that movie. How many times dude. they it made us fantastic. feel that like, damn, he could have died right there. Like there were so many moments where it was like, is he like, did he die right there? I mean, this one I didn't feel like he was. He it was like very early in the movie, and like obviously he didn't die there. Whatever, like he's gonna be injured. But like, there were times in the movie where I'm like, he, like, he could be dead right here. He like, oh my dead. god. But uh, 
Um, I don't know. I think that's just not knowing that there's going to be more, you know, coming after, you know, like we watched Christian Bale's trilogy, knowing full well it's a trilogy and you don't ever have the suspicion in your mind, like, oh yeah, Batman could die here or whatever. But, uh, well, especially here with the way Warner brothers has treated their projects recently, if it doesn't sell, they're not going to make a sequel. So like there was a chance watching this, this was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, this could be a one-off Batman and like, I'm certain it won't be now. Um, they, they have a gold mine here. I think they found the Batman. Um, they found the bag is what they mm. found. Um, mm. But yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. And I'll I'll top off this episode as well with my 27 and 26. I got a couple more Batman villains here. Uh, but with my 27, this is where I have Two-Face, mm. Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I... I, I I, I I love Two Face. I love Harvey Dent, and uh, the Dark Knight is obviously the live action portrayal that you go to, and uh, naturally because it is far and away the most uh, mm. dramatized and well done, well executed uh, turn. You know, having the highest of highs with Harvey Dent, making him out to be the savior of Gotham City, and I'm like comfortable uh, in saying that it's the best arc of the movie because Joker best care like I fit like best performance best character but like he doesn't really have much of an arc it's just he's chaos and you know he's chaos um but harvey like does he look like a man with a plan (laughs) um i mean you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain you know how how iconic is that line right there and i mean right i mean happens in the movie um and by harvey Dent. so i mean ah just the the white knight the dark knight uh batman taking the fall for him you know it's the hero that gotham needs um, and, ah, just, I, I, and to portray Harvey Dent as this impenetrable hero too, like there is this time where Bruce is considering stopping mm. during that movie, stopping being the Batman. Cause he's like, we've done it. We found the guy who can finally take my place and be the light that the city needs outside of me we like i achieved my goal i gave the city hope to a point where i inspired one person to take over take over that that job Mm. and uh you know not not quite Mm -hmm. um Mm. sadly uh what but another one of my favorites you know i loved uh you know tommy lee back in tommy lee jones back in the day for batman forever alongside jim carrey's riddler uh that was that was an interesting one another one that's like you know not not critically great, but it's 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 a fun looking one. One portrayal that I wish for the life of me we could have gotten uh, all the way to face in Batman Returns. Harvey Dent is played by Billy D. Williams, mm. uh, Lando Calrissian. Oh wow! Yeah, mm. it could have been uh, it could have been really cool to see Lando as as Two Face as Harvey Dent, but he didn't go, he didn't turn during that movie. Mm. He was just Harvey Dent. Um, Thinking of the new Harvey, is it is it the mayor? You know, is it Bellarine? Gotta have you the know, white. Like they... You gotta be good before you can become Harvey, or b- before you become Two Face. You know. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, and they've also set up this thing too, where Gil Colson just died, and he was the DA. So I guess the, the new DA, whoever that happens, could, could to be, be just Harvey Dent. Um, but like, uh, there's also this fact that uh, you know the Robin in this universe could be Mayor Mitchell's son. That's not Dick Grayson. That's not Jason Todd. That's not any of those characters. It's something Mitchell. You know, it's a it's a fucking mm. kid with the last name Mitchell. So like, and I mean, they're clearly not. If you throw the name Harvey Dent out, you know 
like it's okay. Oh, then that's Two Face or whatever. You know, if Harvey Dent, the name is said, I guess they don't have to have Harvey Dent become Two Face. They could still go with the mayor or whatever. But like, what a twist it would be to not hear the name Harvey Dent and then see Two Face come in, like, like uh, come into fruition yeah, now, and everything. I think uh, the the person they've clearly built up as the uh, the White Knight of Gotham City is Bella Real, um, mm. the, the mayor of Gotham City. What so it could be fall, really cool you know? to see her. What yeah, gets her like to what? fall if if it happens, you know, even if it happens in yeah. the first place, but mm, be super interesting to see. Um, but yeah, all right, my uh, moving on here to my twenty-seven. Have a Spidey villain. Um, this is where Venom is for me. Um, I uh, I love me some Venom. Um, just the look Venom. alone of Venom is amazing. Um, you know, in in in, uh, in Spider-Man three, like Toby's Venom isn't really the one I latch on to uh, necessarily, but like uh, the new adaptation of Venom um, is, I, I don't know. I love those movies. They're, they're super fun. Um, Wildly entertaining, you know, like they're not, they're nothing groundbreaking, but they're fun. And I mean, we got, we got some, some multiversal Venom stuff coming up here. Um, so it could be very interesting to see what, what happens there. But uh, I don't know. I, uh, the, the look of Venom you know the the mask, uh, the, the eyes, the teeth. It's it's so iconic, and uh, I don't know. I just love Spider Man enough to where I couldn't put Venom, you know, too low. Uh, he he had had well, to be up here, but uh, in the realm of Venom too. You know what I'm like most excited for is Spider Man PS4 or the next mm. Spider Man game. He'll be the villain in that. Ooh. Um, mm. and the way they did Doc Ock and all of those characters in Spider-Man PS4, like it, it's going to go well with Venom. I think, I think that'll be a really good one. Uh, arguably the most iconic villain character design in all of comic books, uh, mostly because it's so tightly tied to Spider-Man. Mm. It looks very similar uh, mm. in terms of just the, the bones of it generally. But uh, you know, when you get to that, that, long fucking tongue and the mm. eyes Mm-mm. distorted white eyes and stuff like that's a that's a badass character design and uh mm. yeah as far as like these these last few have been concerned two-face uh venom and my 26 the joker ah yes these uh mm. iconic okay. villain character designs okay you know? good way um, to cap it off though this episode for you yeah, I, I was like, you know, I'll conclude it with the Joker. I, uh, it's it's a villain that's so iconic. He had to be up here, and you know, I, I this is the explanation I've been wanting to get to with the Green Goblin, Green Goblin, Doc Ock thing. What did I hold in higher esteem? The Batman animated series that I grew up with, or the Spider-Man villains that I grew up with? And uh, when I was little, man. It was the Batman animated series. You know, I, 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 I always loved the Spider-Man movies and I grew to appreciate them more and more. When I was younger, man, you could not get me off of Batman. That was, uh, it was all Joker, all Two-Face, all, all mm. those guys. And, uh, you know, Mark Hamill's portrayal in the animated series, definitely among the, uh, it's top two for me. It's Heath top Ledger and Heath Mark Ledger. Hamill. Those are the Joker yeah. for me. I got, he's coming up next episode and pretty high up next episode for me. Um, it's actually funny. I, uh, I, I, as I've said, I've, I've recently started 
digging back into Batman 66 with Adam West's uh, portrayal, the old, the old series. And uh, it, it inspired me to go like of our five on screen portrayals, you know, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill. Uh, and then I, 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 I made out a top five for, for this occasion. Mm. Uh, one Heath Ledger in the dark Knight. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Mark Hamill in the a- animated series and, everything else he's mm-hmm. done um games <laughs> every uh, yeah. voice he whenever i think of a voice i mean it's heath ledger is probably first but man mark hamill's laugh you want to know, uh, uh, know how i got these scars <laughs> man but uh sorry can put a knife in my mouth <laughs> hey just let's put a smile on that face like goddamn, but three, mm. Caesar Romero. This is the this is the Batman sixty six portrayal of the character. Mm-hmm. As I was watching it recently, I was like, you know, this is probably the one they've come the closest to maintaining. Like, there's a lot of evolution with the other characters as far as like kind of have to modernize them at a point where it's like, all right, they can't be so cheesy, they can't be so corny. Mm-hmm. The Joker prides himself on being cheesy and corny and evil. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, that's what he wants. He wants to be corny. He wants to mm. be like in the most chaotic and evil way possible. So Cesar Romero, huge for me at three, four, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, and then five, Jack Nicholson, Batman. Mm. Um, hey, and you know how good the other Joker portrayals have to be if one of the greatest actors of all time is my five. That's, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's man. What a character. Yeah. He's a, uh, you'll come up, uh, Later for me, uh, I, I guess I'll say it. He he made my top ten. Uh, oh, I, okay. I love Joker. Uh, it, I think it's it's Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill in specific that really put him up there. Yes, those are the um, the defining the defining. But uh, I I don't know. There's not there's not really many other characters um, that I I can really latch on. And it, you know, it is a villain, so I see why you know lower lower for you, but higher for me. I I can appreciate the mm-hmm. villains, and this is a villain that was just done perfectly um in in a lot of a lot of adaptations so yeah a lot of respect oh another great another great joker is uh uh the lego batman Mm. movie uh the one who is uh just like a you can't live without me you know like they they play up the romance Mm -hmm. thing with joker (laughs) and batman and that which is hilarious Mm. um Mm. i just want you to say that i'm your arch nemesis Mm -hmm. and the killing joke you know at the very end when like they he just tells them the, they just have like a laugh together, you know, like uh, yeah. they, they're just laughing with each other. Um, but uh. I'm hoping with Barry Keoghan's Joker, we go with like a a little bit more of a not love hate relationship, but a more sympathetic Batman towards him, like kind of like a I feel bad for you, mm. not a. Uh, I hate you and I like you make me think I should kill you like more a uh, more like man it's such a shame you got to this point you know like you uh like you could have you could have been a good you could have been a good dude yeah. and you're just you're just not you know uh hmm. wow yeah well, I think it could be interesting and a new and a new take on the on the dynamic that we haven't gotten yet you know what I'm saying oh yeah that was a, a great way to top off uh this episode for you uh yeah to top to. it off for me this is where Nick Fury is uh, for me. And uh, it felt fitting, you know, 
the guy who got all the Avengers together, the the leader to to have like a a, a capstone of one of the episodes. Um, the Avengers Initiative. And uh, there was an idea. And Captain Marvel only like uh, heightened his character for me. And um, hopefully we get get a lot more Nick Fury coming. And I I mean, it's got to be good. It's 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 just got to be great. There's there's so much there with with scroll Nick Fury and, and there's going to be a lot of mind blowing stuff um, that like right. I, they're just going to call back to. And I, I can't even imagine what that's going to be yet, but uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for the future of Nick Fury. And uh, I don't know, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, is him just a perfect role for him. Um, oh dude, he was like, it, there are, you know, we talk about comic book movie castings and like where, where they've nailed it. And there are a few that have nailed it more than Nick Fury is. Well, Samuel L. Jackson is Nick Fury. See, you instinctually just called him Nick Fury. Like, it's just who, like, he is that character. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think of Nick Fury, there's no one else I'm picturing in my mind other than Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Fuck no. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, how my list will top off this this episode. Um, Yeah, what up, man? We're getting into some some big, big names. Big big names. So this is getting getting yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. But with that, we conclude fifty through twenty six. That's part part three of the top one hundred comic book characters. And next week we will conclude it with our top twenty five comic book characters of all time. Very, very excited about that. And I can't can't wait to hear because there's there's been a few plenty that you've already said that are in my top 25 and i'm assuming vice versa mm. there are plenty that i've said that are in your top i bold well. them whenever you say the gotcha. i have hulk deadpool professor x green goblin doc ock joker and ultron that you have said so far um and i think you know if we were to line up again it'll be at the very top i would assume or yeah. like close yeah. to the top is where where we could possibly line up again um, and I'm excited, I'd excited so. to see how that plays out. But yeah, as, as, as you've mentioned too, like you, you threw out Captain Marvel and Natasha Romanoff and Harley Quinn. Uh, those, those will all be next episode. Selena Kyle, Catwoman. It's also next episode. Hmm. Um, yeah, plenty, plenty to be yet to be seen. Uh, very, very excited. Uh, but with that. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, Thank homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find 24 hours of exclusive content. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. Uh, if you would, follow Twitter at PennyBloomPod. Follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Keanu Reeves. Mm -hmm.